Blog Talk Radio. Ago, it was bomb. 
so bomb. That's why I always tell people some of the best theater is sometimes in colleges all across the country. You know, you get some of the best theater for a great price. You know what I'm saying? So if you guys get a chance to uh, 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 go this week, definitely go and check it out, okay? All right, so what else has been going on with my week, child? You know, when you have those weeks, like, it's good, but you can't remember it. <laughs> you can't remember a lot of what you did for the week. Like, okay, yeah, what, this one? But, yeah, it, it's it's really... It's really been an interesting April, beginning of April. Of course, we had the, you know, the full moon in April this week. You know, I love full moons. Full moon, was it in Libra? I think so. Yeah, it's it's really been a weird, I've been having, like, you know, really odd feelings with full moon in Libra. I don't know what, I I don't know, if, if you, you're supposed to be looking for harm, harmony and balance, but I, I've been feeling like I'm kind of out of sorts. And I'm just now trying to find my palettes and things. Yeah, so I don't know, you know. So I don't know if the full moon is bringing. It's. it's I feel like it's opening back up. Uh, like I feel like the the that the that full moon, the energy of it, uh, is sort of putting us back on track for harmony. I guess I don't know. That's what I felt about it. But yeah. So okay, you guys. Man, I don't know. You know what? This week. I don't have a lot of uh, stuff to say to y'all from the beginning. You know how I normally be talking to y'all about a whole bunch of stuff to win, but I'm going to go right on into the news. So I'm going to take a break, okay? Take a break. We're going to start our break off early. We come back because we got so much stuff to discuss. Okay. Yeah, talk about this Ebola-like virus they out here. See, let me tell y'all something. Whenever you see a lot of distraction going on in the news, you got to start asking yourself, what's going on? You know, I always ask myself, even with that situation going down there in in um, in Tennessee, was not in Tennessee, in in uh, yeah, in Tennessee, with the two black, yo, like I listen, I don't want to. Hey, racism is bad on all levels, but sometimes when you see in like when the news picks up a story and they start running with it. It feels like psyops to me, like you're trying to distract me from something else because it's a lot of mess going on right now in the world. It is. It's a lot. And so that it's like they don't want you to see it. So we're going to talk about that. I'm going to tell you all the truth. I really don't know. And, you know, like they, like seeing the two dudes, I'm not trying to diss them, but it's like, I don't know. It felt strange to me, the, the speech. I was like, and then it was what it was attached to, gun violence, okay? Now, when you see some ish like that, gun violence, it ain't even nothing regarding, you know, we know that violence happens in black America, but this is, you know, they were more talking about the situation that just happened with the children in, in Tennessee, and they were, it, it's like black racism, it's like blackness, black race stuff is always attached, people use it to attach other things onto it. So to me, this week, just seeing the heavy load that they put on these two men, I felt like, is this a, I, I didn't, I, I feel like sometimes we, we're we we're watching PSYOPs happening. They're trying to distract us. So, yeah, I don't know what I feel about the, the situation there. Uh, it doesn't sound fair that they would let, you know, that they would kick him out. I, you know, but still, I'm like, mm, 
okay, I get it, but I don't get it. And then when I hear President Biden calling these men, it starts to sound it's like it sound like a psyop game. I don't know. I don't know what I see. I'm sorry, I'm suspicious. Every black face that comes up, new face that starts talking about race and starts talking, a lot of times, you know, you look behind the curtain and you'll find the wizard there. In these days, so I'm just saying. So we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about the Cash App founder found dead this week, man. And I happened to see the video. The poor man was like, "Look, I hate y'all show shit. Oh, I hate y'all show shit like that. It makes me mad because they showed the man after he got stabbed and he was stumbling, like trying to get some help, and they showed him collapse. Ugh, so sad. Cause it's like, dang. I mean. It, I don't know, you know, but we got to stop. We got to watch what we show on the internet. It's just crazy, okay? So we're going to talk about that. I want to talk about uh, uh, U.S. Uh, sending more aid to Ukraine. We got so aid to Ukraine. Why the, own, why the United States is crumbling. Man, we got so much stuff to talk about, okay? And then now in the celebrity world, it's a lot. It's a lot. Okay, so, oh, yeah, I know what I want to talk to you guys about. Told my friend, right? She tagged me this week, right? I I didn't even know. Like it was late night. You know, I'm a late. I'm a night owl. Okay. Anything that my friends have known about me since I was my grandparents even tell a story. I don't know. I think I've told the story on here before. You know, I tell a lot of my grannies, my grandma and grandpa stories. But my grandparents even tell me when I was little. You know, my that I would my mom when she was pregnant. She would be up all night, like like up at night reading and listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire and stuff like that. <laughs> and so, when I was uh, when I was little, I my grandmother would be talking about how I'd be laying, you know, in my little crib or whatever, and I'd be in there wide awake, like just with my like you know, like with my pacifier, just like couldn't sleep. She's like, I never slept, and I I would I had a hard time, but I wouldn't cry a lot or something. But I just wouldn't. I was not a sleeping child because my mother. She feels like my mother was like you know, because she was up all the time that I stay up, and so it's it's been true. Even when I was little, you know, I would be in my room listening to music with the flashlight, like trying to make them think I was asleep, but I really be reading and. Stuff. So I'm a, I love I love nighttime. I'm always like I'm an owl. So so when you see, I I, I don't know. Maybe I, would, I maybe I don't know. Maybe in my father's family run some owl stuff trades. Maybe it's an owl there or something. But I I know I I I, I don't sleep well at night. So uh, <laughs> and I don't require a lot. I mean like I used to pop up and go to school. I mean it's weird. I just and I'm still like that. So yeah. Uh, so and, and and as I got older, it's funny because at night I would be up and I what I would do I'd be reliving my kind of my mom's things, which my I didn't know at the time, but I'd be reading or listening to some music or like Earth Wind and Fire. <laughs> like I love Earth Wind and Fire, so it's probably because my mother listened to it all the time when I when I was a kid. I don't know, that's just my thing or theory. But yeah, so I'm a night owl, right? And so I'm up right at night this week, and I get a tag and I see the tag. And my girlfriend is tagging me. Now, this is surprising because, you know, usually my girlfriends are trying to keep Maxwell news away from me. They're like, no, no, don't don't tell her, don't tell her. There's no Maxwell concerts coming. (laughs) And so she tagged me about Vegas. Maxwell has, like, a short residency in Vegas in August. And she says, hey, you know, I want to know. I actually have a friend wanting to volunteer to go see Maxwell. I'm like, what? 
So she tells me about Mexico. I'm like, oh wow, you know. So I'm like, so a couple. So it's funny because maybe a couple of my friends said they may be interested, but it's really weird. It's like all these entertainers are going on tour. Like they're and, and listen. Oh wait a minute. Let me just say this. It's really weird. They're all going on tour in the same summer when the dollars fall in and shit. And uh, and and we ain't got inflation's high and the money's we you know you know we out here like dang you know you gonna drop a concert right now. <laughs> but here's the interesting thing about Maxwell. Let me see what was the name of this. Cause see you know I'm gonna be mad. I got a few things to say. This was yes. This is what I want to start off with. Because the name of this thing on here is, is, you know, so I'm like, you know, I don't know. Should I be going to see this? Am I going to be mad, you know? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm going to be real upset with Maxwell. If this, if this, if the trilogy, if the third album is not, if Night is not out, is he, is this hoodwink going on? You know, because he, he's the now, he calls his last tour the Night Tour. So I'm expecting, like, dang, we're going to hear some of Night, right? No, or off, right? I'm sure. Can we say off is a part of night? Is off part of night? Maybe. Okay. So, so that's all. We didn't hear nothing else. Okay. But now he adds a little bit more to it. He says the trilogy show. What does that mean? <laughs> What's the? No. Wait a minute. We're getting. Wait a minute. No. 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 This is not night coming. I just caught it. Damn my dumb ass. Why didn't I just? Why didn't I figure it out? You know. This is. This is you know. I just caught it. Damn it. Oh, my God. Is, are we getting hoodwinked? I think we're getting hoodwinked. The fact that he used the trilogy show, you know what? You know what, Gemini? That's some real wild shit. Gemini's a, you know, they be salesmen out here because they communicate. And they use weird language and, and mess like that. You know, what's the Maxwell? He's like a triple air. You know, he's like, his, I, you know what? Hold on, sidebar. You know the one thing I've never seen on the Internet? Like, I don't know if Maxwell, like, has a thing like a, a, a somebody one of the astrologers? Now my astrologist has done one on this show a little bit of Maxwell, a little bit of an astrology thing on Maxwell. But I've ne- I've seen all kind of reads on different artists, but I've never seen one on Maxwell. That would be interesting because he's like triple air. I think we're like a Gemini stellium in astrology. Like his 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 uh, he's like Gemini sun. Which I say Cusper. He's a Gemini, Taurus, or maybe Cusper, son, because he's he's a twenty third. So it's like a cusp. I feel like it's a cusp. Uh, usually when it's two days within you know the sign or whatever, and he has a he has a moon in Aquarius and a if the if the birth time is right, a moon in Aquarius and an ascendant in Libra, right? And it's tri- he's like at a Gemini stellium. It's, it's very interesting. Okay, Sag a little. Really, inter- I, I really, it's really interesting, right? But he does weird stuff like his charts, like his charts. So I'm just now, I understand. So now I'm starting to understand Maxwell language because Maxwell language is always weird, you know, when you're on, when you when you follow his his pages and stuff. Like if you follow something, it's always got weird language. Even though he's my fave, I can admit he, you know, he's different. Um, so he he always puts little weird things out. And so I'm thinking this trilogy show, I, I, it just hit me. It's not you're not gonna release night. No, you're not gonna release night. This is what this is about. This is the, this is three shows. <laughs> some smart Gemini shit, like some smart Gemini crap. 
You know, like, like, and you get there, and it's going to be the same shot. He'll be real cute, but it'll be the same shot. Hey, I mean, he'll look real good. But we're going to be seeing Are we going to be seeing the same show from last year? I mean, is that what I'm going to see? <laughs> I mean, I mean, trilogy supposed to be three pieces of, like, but it says the trilogy show. So is it the three shows? Like, I'm, I don't know. And I was asking one of my friends, you know, Alana, I go, you know, I said, are you going to Vegas? If we go to Vegas, and she's like, oh, God, like, are you going to do another meet and greet? We're not going to get postcards again this year. <laughs> you're not doing You're not going to do another. I said, the inflation's high. Do you think I'm going to do a Maxwell meet and greet? Now, I can say I'm a little tempted if I go to Vegas to do a meet and greet. But, you know, I, I then I thought about it, and I was like, Really, I can't remember the meet and greets. They happen so fast. They happen like within like they. I mean, they, it, I literally can't remember. I've only I only remember a couple of words from my last meet and greet. It went so fast. I don't even remember myself saying bye to Maxwell. I don't remember the meet and greet, so I don't know. I'm I'm kind of indifferent for that. But she's like, no, please don't send us postcards. <laughs> it was a joke. I mean, really. You think I would send it the second time in a row? But I, but here's the thing here. I think it's a rouge. I just really got it. I didn't really pay. I was thinking, oh, I got excited when I saw the trilogy show. I was like, oh my god, we're gonna get night. It's it's the seventh year. Like you know, he does an average of every seven years. Boom, 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 boom. Like every seven. Boom, 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 boom. So I'm thinking, this is the seventh year. We about to get night up in here. No, you're not going to deliver night. You're just going to de- deliver three shows. Wow. Not in, Maxwell, you better not release just three shows, not in the middle of inflation, okay? Listen, we got, I, I got Beyonce to go to. I mean, you know, I don't know. I'm even thinking about, at least I saw Janet and New Edition last summer, so I'm thinking, like, you know, maybe I have to carve them out if I'm coming to Vegas. I may have, you know, because inflation, I don't want to be, so I still got to be, I, I don't got time to be playing with you about these trilogies, about the night tour. Like we being suckered again to the night show with no night music. It's going to be suckered. I see it. I see the suckerism coming. Is this what's going to happen? Is this the games we're going to play? We're going to just keep this night album just dangling. I'm almost starting to believe. First, I thought it was a night because he used to do what he used to come online, and people didn't notice. I know people probably weren't noticing. I noticed everything. So I remember he used to, early on, like when he was talking about night is coming, he always says night is coming, which is like, you know, okay, he's been saying night is coming since 2017, since the last album was released. I mean, it's like really weird. But he used to have like a like something in his hand, like a like what's those things uh, the the a disc or a little hard drive or something. I forget what they call them. But I always thought, is that night you're holding? <laughs> like, are you are you secretly teasing us like you're holding night hostage? Like, have you been having, has night been done since, like, 2017? You're just like, meh. I'm going to hold on to it. And then the other day he said something weird. Like, he says he puts out some sort of post about, like, a like it's like a, it's like one of like Prince used to do like one of those weird poetry things about about waiting on art or something. I can't even remember. It was so like I was like, dude, shut up and just release night. Really, are we gonna do this? 
we're going to just put out tricks and, like, thank you for being patient. You know, sometimes we got to live. I'm like, oh, shit, here you go. You've lived for seven years. I mean, I mean, what – has there not has, – has, has, has nobody inspired our pretty wings? Has nobody inspired – has nobody inspired us this night out? It, it, really, seriously, okay? Is has there been no inspiration for the last, you know, few years? I mean, really, we – we need night. We're, I'm not, at this point, I'm getting mad. I'm, I'm already protesting. But I'm like, I don't want to go to the show and, 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 and just be like, it'd be the same thing. <laughs> like, I know I've seen a lot. If you, you know, but I don't want you popping out in there. I don't get to hear nothing new. I'm like, where's night? Like, like a night song is not playing on the radio, like by May. Like, we should have night playing on the radio. Like, something from night should be playing by May, like something new, not off, something else should be playing by May. Maybe June. I'll give it to June. Really? Are we going to play? Are we gonna, I, I, so am I going to the Vegas show? You know, am I? Eh. Meet and greet. <laughs> another meet and greet. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I want to do another meet and greet. I just... You know, it's like I enjoyed the first meet. I just don't remember it. I mean, it was so sad. I just don't remember it. And then if that plastic is there, oh, my goodness. If that, I, you know, I was talking to one of the fans. I said, you think that plastic is going to be there? Because that makes a hell of a difference. Because, you know, last time I met, when I did the meet and greet before, he had the plastic up, the divider, plastic, and he was shaking hands with people at the show. And I was like, what the fuck? How are you going to be shaking hands with people when you just had some plastic up? You know what I'm saying? Like, really? So I'm like, I'm kind of thinking to myself, is the plastic going to be up? If I, got pay, like if I pay meet and greet prices and I come back there, you still behind that plastic with them shades on. I'm going to be like, for real? Really? Are we going to do this? I'm going to call you Bubble Boy this time. I'm going to be like, Bubble Boy, are we really still behind the plastic? I mean, like, COVID. Like, it's, you know, it's out here with, you know, it's the cold now, son. What are we gonna do here? We're we gonna be, we're we gonna be out here, and we're we gonna be wrapped in bubble wrap. Because if we're gonna be wrapped in bubble wrap, I really don't want to. I really don't want to do the meet and greet. <laughs> it's a lot of money. It's it's inflation. You know, you gotta pay for a hotel. It's like you know, you gotta pay for the uh, the the concert tickets. You gotta pay for it. I mean, well, meet and greet comes with the concert tickets, but you gotta pay for food while you're in Vegas. Because you gotta stay in Vegas more than like me. Like, who goes to Vegas and stays one? I have to stay in Vegas maybe three to four nights. I gotta enjoy myself, okay? So like, you gotta pay for the concert. You gotta pay for your outfits, and the dollars dropping and shit. I mean, you know, like, really, do you care for us? Do you really want us to be out here <laughs> meeting you with bubble wrapped up and bubble wrap and spending our hard-earned money? <laughs> I mean, I have to give the speech beforehand. I, this is what I wanted to say early for my show. Give my speech to Maxwell, because I know some Maxwell, some of my Maxwell fan friends listen to my show. What's up, y'all? Hey, pass along the message. Can we not see? Yeah, I know y'all love them. I love them, too. But please, can we see? If you're not going to be wrapped in bubble wrap, maybe I'll consider it. Like, if you can be wrapped in bubble wrap, can you give us a sign, like a, like a, you know, a Gemini sign that you're not going to be wrapped in bubble wrap, like, Maybe show a piece of bubble wrap in your story that it's not going to be there. Like, like, like you know, just, you know, how you have, like, symbols. Like, a bubble wrap symbol or something, like, with, a, with an X on it. Like,
like no bubble wrap. <laughs> that way I'll know, oh, there's no bubble wrap. <laughs> we actually get to have a real meeting. Otherwise, if you're going to be a bubble boy, then no way. I mean, you know, I can't do it. I can't I can't pay for the meet and greet. I can't do it. You know, it's, it's, it's high out here. Did you see gas? Y'all see gas is creeping up? Oh, my God. The other day, I was like, is gas almost $4 again? Are we really? Is this really happening? See, that's why we're getting distracted by a bunch of distractions, though. I don't trust the distractions. Like, you know, and I got to talk about that a little bit later. I mean, that's just a sidebar. But I'm like, gas is creeping up. Oh, like you go to the grocery store. Every time I go to the grocery store, my grocery bill shocks me. And I'm only getting a little bit. I'm like, this is here. Really? Like the grocery bill is shocking. Like I'm like, wow. (laughs) And then Beyonce's out here in these streets and charging like astronomical. I mean, I don't even know if she's selling really, to be honest. Ain't nobody really been talking about her concept. Have you noticed nobody's been talking about her? It's not really been talked about a lot. I haven't really heard much. Side part. That's to the side eye. It's been quite quiet over there in Beyonce town. Anyway, I do want to see her. I'm very excited. <sighs> yeah, it's a lot of, and Janet, you know, I did see Janet. I saw the, the Janet show last year. I saw New Edition last year. Yes, I'm good. But, you know, I probably will go see, you know, because I love Janet. I may go see Janet. But, you know, yeah, this, this, there's a dilemma with this Maxwell thing. I, I'm, there's a couple of dilemmas I'm having. The dilemma I'm having is am I going to be seeing Bubble Boy backstage when I get back? Like if I get back to go meet Maxwell. And am I going to remember, am I going to see Bubble Boy? Bubble Boy? Bubble Boy with the shades on. <laughs> Please give us a symbol Girls pass it on Maxwell will we get Bubble wrap If it's bubble wrap we're going to get just. All you have to do is show us a picture of bubble wrap If we're not going to get any bubble wrap Then you know just put a cross Like through it a, a bubble You know or you can have here, Or you can do uh, the, the boy in the bubble picture With an X through it Or a boy in a bubble picture <laughs> and put shades on top of it. That way we'll know. We'll know. We're like, oh, okay. He's going he's gonna to be, or put a mask, like a, a COVID mask or something, you know. <laughs> I can't believe he's out here still like this. Wow. This is wow. Okay. And if it's good, if we're not going to get night, I'm, 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 I'm at peace. Okay. I'm at peace about night. It's just, you know, I'm gonna have to let. I'm gonna just have to go to this show, and if I go to one of them, and and just deal with it. My fact that I may never, we may, you know, I might not get night. I'm really expect. I have a date that I'm expecting night. I was expecting it. You know, my gut tells me he does an every seven year thing, so my gut is saying he's gonna release it this year. But my mind is saying, you know, you know damn well, okay. So let's think about, let's shoot for 2029, because <laughs> he said he may have to live a little bit more. 2029 should do it. 
we are we right on the principles when we're going right into 2030, and then we get a, a like a night album where we're all like almost. What would we be? 2029. We'll be almost 57, 58 at a time. Yeah, it sounds about right. I believe it. I'd say you know old. I, yeah. So that's all, that's all I have to say. I, I wanted to rant about Maxwell. Yes, and my friend, she, she, my, a few of my friends are interested actually in going, but, you know, no, I was like, do y'all want to do me? They were like, meet and greet, girl, bye. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, 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 I feel like I will do a meet and greet if there's no bubble wrap. Other than that, no meet and greet for me. I, mean, I don't know if I'll do meet and greet if there's bubble wrap. I mean, if there's not bubble wrap. I don't know, you know. Just, I don't know. It's hard. Different times out here, okay? All right, you guys. So when I get back, we're going to get into all the news. I've done my rant about Vegas, but Maxwell is going to be in Vegas with the trilogy show. I, I don't want to say I'm doing false advertising because – so when I say trilogy, it may just be three shows. You know, I'm not. Don't get excited and thinking it's gonna be the third album. You know, night coming. Don't. I don't want y'all to get excited out here, because y'all know how he do. So it's August ninth, eleventh, and twelfth. Okay, and it's at the Win. The Win looks so nice. I be like, ooh, it's You know, I like to stay at the Win, but you know, Win is hot. I be like, ooh, do I want to be paying all that money for the Win? You know, I think about that. But yeah, and do meet and greet. Yeah, me bent. How these streets in in inflation out here? In inflation, like it is. Man, they tripping. All of these people trying to go on tour. I mean, I haven't heard so like Tony, Tony, Tony announced a tour. I'm like, huh? Like really? Y'all back together now? So now like, we gotta go see y'all. <laughs> oh man, oh, mess. A mess, all right. So when I get back, we're gonna get into that, and I, I, we're gonna get into all the stuff I, I want to get, all the news, because I got a lot of it to get into. Uh, meanwhile, you know what? This week I was listening to a song I used to love. Did you know I was thinking about when y'all was talking about Charlie Wilson sing better than Luther? No, you know I love Charlie Wilson, but he doesn't sing better than Luther. But anyway, I was this week I was listening to the song. Because it's one of my favorite Gap Band songs. I mean, it's still a gem to this day. I love it every time I hear it. It's one of my favorites from the Gap Band. Seasons no reason. Seasons no reason. It's the CC show. I will be back in a moment, y'all. Okay.
that's Latoya Luckett, one of my favorite songs. Man, that album, that uh, Back to Life album by Latoya Luckett, listen, that is, that's a, that's a great album. I mean, and I love In the Name. Yeah, I mean, yeah, dope album, okay? So if you guys never heard of Back to Life, y'all need to get that one, all right? It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta, and I'm back up in these late-night streets. It is late. I'm on here talking about a hot topic, Chad. We might as well get on into the news out here. Okay, so let's start off with CDC warns doctors to watch out for Marburg virus amid outbreaks in two African nations, okay? It's, this is according to MSN.com Travel News. It says the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention issued a health advisory Thursday about the Marburg virus outbreak in, uh, in, Ghana, in is that Guinea, Guinea and Tanzania, okay? It says Marburg is a rare but highly fatal viral fever that causes uncontrolled bleeding similar to Ebola. Okay, the CDC's warning says that although there are no cases in the United States and the current risk is low, healthcare providers should be on the lookout for any imported cases. Okay, uh, providers who suspect that someone is sick with Marburg virus should take a detailed travel history. The CDC said the patient should be managed under isolation until there is a negative test, and the local health department should be contacted immediately. Marburg virus is not contagious until symptoms appear. This can include fever, headache, muscle, and joint pain, fatigue, loss of appetite, gastrointestinal symptoms, and unexplained bleeding. It can spread through contact with an infected person's blood and other body fluids through fluids from infected animals. It does not spread through the air like the virus that causes COVID-19. There is no specific vaccine or treatment for the disease. Early intensive supportive care, the CDC says, may keep people from getting seriously ill or dying. In March, uh, the CDC warned travelers to uh, uh, warn travelers in ta- travelers to Tanzania uh, and Guinea. I don't know if I'm saying that right. To avoid contact with sick people who monitor their health for three weeks after visiting those countries. The agency posted notices in um, international airports reminding uh, people to watch for symptoms and to see a doctor immediately if they feel sick. It's also sending text messages to travelers who have been in those countries, okay? Um, Okay. I am not surprised here. I said to y'all the COVID probably is just the beginning uh, I this this stuff and anything that's like Ebola, you don't want none of that ish coming in the United States. I'm just tell y'all right up, you don't want that kind of tr- you don't want them kind of drama, okay? Because that is deadly, deadly virus, okay? So um, yeah, very interesting. Uh, I mean, thank goodness it's not airborne or anything, okay? But still, all right. Now I've been listening to this and listen. They've been on the on the kick with Clarence Thomas the last few weeks. Now Democrats think they slick. I don't like Clarence. I'm not a big Clarence Thomas fan, okay? But I know when somebody's trying to get his seat. I mean, y'all are y'all gonna just be going to like the elites got y'all going that much of a rough tactics? Like y'all trying to get this man's seat? 
like get people out of their seats because Trump done came in there and got he appointed two judges and now y'all trying to be dirty and get Clarence Thomas to see because that's what it sounds like in a dirty way. Let's quit the business insider. Clarence Thomas, benefactor, the billionaire mega donor Harlan Crow has a collection of Hitler artifacts and Nazi memorabilia report. Okay. Uh, Clarence Thomas, benefactor of Harlan Crow, has an art collection that includes Nazi memorabilia, the Washington reported. A visitor to Crow's home also remarked on the numerous statues of uh, reviled 20th century leaders in his garden. A bombshell ProPublica report uh, revealed that Thomas had taken undisclosed trips funded by Crow for more than 20 years. Harlan Crow, the GOP mega donor and billionaire benefactor to Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, has a collection of Adolf Hitler artifacts and Nazi memorabilia that he kept at his Texas home, according to the Washington, uh, Washingtonian. The magazine reported Crow's collection includes two of Hitler's paintings, a signed copy of Min, Min Kempf, the fascist dictator's 1925 manifesto, other Nazi trinkets, and a garden filled with statues of some of the most reviled leaders from the 20th century. Corus reportedly said that he maintains the controversial collection because he despises communism and fasc- uh, fascism. Um, I still can't get over the collection of Nazi memorabilia, an individu- individual who has remained anonymous and who attended the event at Crow's home, told the magazine. It would have been helpful to have someone explain the significance of all the items. Without that context, you sort of gasp when you walk into the room. The individual said that among the paintings there was a, something done by George W. Bush next to Norman Rockwell, next to one by Hitler, while adding that it was startling and strange to view such sculptures at the Posh residence. In 2014, a Dallas Morning Newspaper reporter visited the home as part of a public tour of historic homes. While Crow sought to avoid questions about the statues and steered the tour toward the Arnett, Arnett Library, along with paintings by Renoir and Monet, and sculptures of former British Prime Minister Winston Churchill and Margaret Thatcher. Uh, when the morning reporter finally saw the Garden of Dictator statues, Crow described it as an acknowledgment of the inhumanity of some of, uh, that some of the men have shown to others. Uh, the news of Crow's collection comes after a bombshell ProPublica report, which details how Thomas has taken luxury vacations funded by a mega donor for more than 20 years without disclosing excursions. Two ethics laws exports told publications that Thomas appears to have violated a law passed after the 1970s-era Watergate scandal that requires members of the judiciary and members of the Congress to report most gifts. <clears throat> Thomas, in response to the revelation about the previously undisclosed trips, said that he was advised that it wasn't necessary to report this sort of personal hospitality. Harlan and Kathy Crow are among the dearest friends, and we've been friends for over 25 years, and friends do. We have joined them on a number of family trips during the uh, more than a uh, quarter of a century we have known them. The justice said in a statement released by the Supreme Court office. Uh, listen, I don't believe, I believe Clarence Thomas on this. Politicians do that mess all the time. If you don't get one, this is trying to get that seat. They've been on Clarence Thomas about a lot of stuff, okay? And then, they, you know, when they throw a Nazi. I, I, here's the first thing they, you know, they love to throw that in there. He got Nazi memorabilia. Ooh, a lot of people collect that kind of wild stuff on history. P. 
people collect not because they like Hitler, but it's pieces. Pieces. There are some people who I'm not saying this dude. I don't know what he is. He could be a not. He could be a secret loving Nazi person. But a lot of people collect pieces, um, uh, uh, collect and maintain pieces in history because people are interested in that time and that place and what it meant to him. And he said for him it reminds him of inhumanity and what these dictators did. Now, he could be lying, but that ain't for me and you to know. I ain't no fan of Clarence Thomas. I don't like Clarence Thomas at all too much in terms of his, his some of his, um, not all, but some of his judicial decisions. But and some of the things you know, and how some of the ways it feels like he feels towards black people, but his own people. However, I can already I can always tell when somebody when the news media is hit and they trying to scratch for something because they after his seat. It's just ridiculous. Politics have gotten crazy. Like. You ain't had a you you don't lost balance of the court. Wait your turn. Simple as that. Crazy, just nuts. Okay. Um, Tennessee House explosion highlights rare process. Okay, so this is about these Tennessee lawmakers ex, ex, uh, expelled. This is uh, according to uh, ABC News. It says the Republican-controlled Tennessee State House of Representatives has expelled two Democratic lawmakers in what makes the first partisan explosion in expulsion in the state's modern history. On April 6th, state reps Justin Jones and Justin J. Pearson were expelled for allegedly violating the chamber's rules of decorum by participating in a gun control protest at the state capitol last week. The protest was in response to the mass school shootings in Nashville that left three children and three adults dead. Jones and Pearson used a bullhorn to lead chants on the House floor, briefly disrupting legislative business. Gloria Johnson, a fellow Democrat who also faced expulsion on Thursday for protesting, was not seen using the bullhorn, was spared from the expulsion expulsion by one vote. However, this isn't the first time that the legislator has ousted the member. The Tennessee State House used its uh, power to expel only three other times in this long history, according to 2019 report from the former state attorney general office. In 1866, the House expelled six members for the contempt of, of the authority of this House. In 1980, the then Rep. Robert Fisher, a Republican, was expelled after he was found guilty of accepting a bribe while in office, according to the attorney general. The House argued the expulsion was best uh, for Fisher's constituents because his actions reflect adversely upon its integrity and dignity, places a cloud upon its actions, and is inconsistent with the public's trust and duty of a member of the body, according to the 2019 report. Okay. Um, it says, uh, in 2016, the representative Jeremy Durham, a Republican, was expelled after reports detailed allegations of inappropriate sexual conduct. Okay. Um, they say the Congress rarely exercises power in its history. It has expelled 20 legislators, five in the House, and 15 in the Senate. Uh, so let's take a listen to this report here on uh, these young men in Tennessee, and I'm going to tell you really my thoughts on it, okay? Uh, let's see. Let's go for it.
This morning, growing outrage after Tennessee's Republican-controlled House voted to expel two Democrats. State Representatives Justin Jones and Justin Pearson were expelled on a party-line vote after they led a gun reform protest in the House chamber last week in response to the school shooting in Nashville that left six people, including three children, dead. Just because you don't get your way, you can't come to the well, bring your friends, and throw a temper tantrum with an adolescent bullhorn. There's something in the decorum of this body that says it's okay to call that a temper tantrum, to call people we disagree with on the issues to say that all they want is attention. But I'll tell you what, I don't personally want attention. What I want is attention on the issue of gun violence. But instead, we're here with the resolution you put up talking about expelling me for advocating for ending gun violence in the state of Tennessee. Overnight, President Biden calling the ousting shocking and undemocratic. Republicans had accused Jones and Pearson of disorderly behavior after leading protesters onto the House floor, bringing proceedings to a halt with both men using a bullhorn. Some Republicans compared the moment to January 6th. What they did today was equivalent, at least equivalent, maybe worse, depending on how you look at it, of doing an insurrection in the Capitol. Jones and Pearson argued they were exercising their First Amendment right after Republicans refused to discuss gun reform in the wake of the Covenant School shooting. How can you bring dishonor to an already dishonorable house? I'd much rather be talking with you about legislation to protect Shelby County and to protect our communities than talking about why we don't deserve to have our representation lost. A vote to expel a third Democrat representative, Gloria Johnson, failed by one vote. Johnson had stood by Jones and Pearson and chanted with the protesters. A reporter asked Johnson why she thought Republicans did not expel her. It might have to do with the color of our skin. You cannot ignore the racial dynamic of what happened today. Two young black lawmakers get expelled and the one white woman does not. That's a statement in and of itself. Republican leaders denied race played a factor in the decision and noted that the overwhelming majority of their party was still in favor of expelling Johnson. All right, all right. So there's a lot to unpack here, okay? Uh, to these two guys who are going to be Democratic stars, by the way, because I always know how they launch, they how they launch their stuff, okay? Um, and I don't want to sound insensitive to the young people who were killed in Tennessee by a crazy person, okay? Mass shooting, okay? Because now they're calling everything a mass shooting because. The, See, what we have is people, America not wanting to confront its uh, problem with uh, mental illness and not wanting to confront its problem with uh, a crazed society, a society that's sick in a lot of ways. They're not wanting to confront that because if you confront that, then you have to confront the state of society. And if you confront the state of society, you will start looking towards the politicians. Right? And you'll start questioning them and laws and structures and things like that. They don't want you to do that. So they tell you, oh, it's all about guns, even though guns been here a long time. Okay, It's about people and their use of guns and how they use guns and how people have gone, because guns don't get up and walk by themselves to some place and start shooting people. Okay. I always say that with a violent society, people will find ways. Listen, people, if they don't, you take away guns, people will start doing night fires. They'll start bombing because it means society is out of whack and out of control. When there's a misuse 
of weapons, of misuse of violence and stuff like that. So I don't want people in any way, shape, or form to take this as disrespect towards young, what happened to those young people, okay? What happened to those young people was cra- as a crazy person going in there, crazy and shooting. They always pick places that's unarmed. They know exactly what they're doing, okay? They pick those places because they easy picking a lot most of the time, okay? They, they know. They always pick schools and stuff like that, okay? Um... Here's what I want black people to understand, black America specifically. All black people in America, I'm I'm talking to you too, but black America, because you specifically have been going through this for many many centuries now here in the United States. Uh, The story of black America is so powerful, the story of racism. And not to say that any other groups that come here don't experience some form of prejudice or something like that, but the story of black America is very strong. And what's going on is because we, we're such, we're the black America in some senses because of the civil rights movement and um, failed reconstruction, all these things, we have become, we are sort of what I like to say is, <clears throat> that's what Dr. King said to Harry uh, Belafonte when he said, uh, I'm afraid I integrated my people into a burning house, but he said, but my people must be firemen and put out the fire. He was insinuating that black people have become the moral fiber of America. When people look at America and it's what it stands for, black people in America always uh, 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 remind America that you didn't live up to the promises that are in that document, which is, you know, all men are created equal and stuff like that. You So we carry a very powerful mantle because why this country was built on freedom, it also enslaved a group of people, which is why we're hated, which is specifically not more than diaspora. The diaspora thing, you know, a lot of times what happens in the diaspora, a lot of people don't understand that, you come over here, it's not that we dis- we dislike you or hate you or some anything like that. I always say black people are universal, we love all people, but it's that they will use you and your thoughts about black America when you come in, come over against us. And the problem, because we stick out, has that moral compass, that thing that says we, did, we didn't hold our standards up. Uh, that's why black Americans are hated so much. Black Americans are hated because black in America, because most of the time black Amer- because there is a reminder there that we didn't hold to that document that we call superior. This this is a stain on American history, and it's a stain that American history has not corrected. Okay. Um, now, what you have today, okay, is you will have Democrats who put up black faces. Some of them are part of the diaspora, and they try to, you know, cosplay black Americans. And that's not saying you're not black. It's just that you try to, people try to cosplay and try to, you know, they try to, you know, and and attach themselves to civil rights movements and movements and stuff. It's interesting. But... But will often talk different from us or anything like that. I'm not saying well, that's what's going on with these two young men. Or we even have black Americans who will allow themselves to be used by the Democratic Party. 
just like you got going on. That man, if he don't convict Donald Trump, his career is going to be ruined. I hope he understands that. But that he what these people don't understand, these people, a lot of these black leaders and stuff that get used by the Democratic Party, they don't understand that when one of y'all fail, that means it's going to be a string of black DAs that's going to have failures. Because you did some, you you worked has their peace and you and you carried the mantle, you carried our moral the thing that we stand for, you let somebody else attach that to it. Like attach, it, it starts off about something else, but then it ends up being about racism because a black person is carrying the mantle. I hope y'all understand what I'm saying. So it's the same thing I feel like in Tennessee. I don't believe they should have been, ex, 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 um, these men should be ousted at all. But this is not, I mean, I know what it looks like. But in my personal opinion, it's, I mean, you know, it, I think it's a psyop, to my my personal opinion. <clears throat> I think that it is a chance to attach gun control to racism, and then we carry that banner of racism with gun control, like we carry the banner of hom- uh, homosexuality or the homo uh, banner of transgender and all these other things that have nothing to do with race in America. Very different. But black people end up carrying those men. That's why a lot of times these groups will use blackface, particularly the Democrats. They love using blackface because blackface, we can, that's what happened a lot during allegedly a lot of people saying with Black Lives Matter's money was used, a lot of money got funded because people were trying to, people were thinking they were fighting police brutality and things that happened to helping these people out of jail and stuff. But people were saying it started going to other stuff that the Democratic Party is for instead of things that have to do with the civil rights movement, race in America, and stuff like that. We end up carrying a lot of other mantles, and they end up funneling money and help and everything through to other causes that have nothing to do with the cause of being black in America, racism, and all the things that that go with race in America. And I'm not saying they're, they're not... Uh, doing them wrong because they're they're black. They may very well be, but you're also now carrying this banner of gun control. So racism and gun control gets all mixed up, and it's a sight in my personal opinion because governments love to do psyops when they're in trouble. I feel like it's a psyop. I feel like you, these guys have gotten too quick, too mi- too much publicity, real fast, real quick. It's real weird. It's all over the place. <clears throat> in the middle of where we're in the worst, we're, we're, we're looking at possibly one of the worst economic declines right now in American history. We're looking at people dumping, threatening to dump the dollar. We're looking at a threat of World War III. And they're putting out all kind of distractions to distract you from the business, the real business of things, and a distraction to distract you from the real business of race. Because you start to attach, well, see, well, well, you'll have people come on, other black Democrat leaders say, well, gun control has everything to do with our community because we got a lot of gun violence in our community. No, that's not why gun violence exists. Gun violence is a part of our community, but it's because of the impoverished situation that slavery, Jim Crow, segregation, and racism, racism has presented in our communities that caused young people to do other things. And we have, uh, and we have when, when you have impoverished situations and impoverished energies in communities, you 
tend to sometimes have sometimes a morality problem too. I mean, you had governments. Like one of the things I love about Snowfall, you had gover- a government using using in the eighties the crack cocaine epidemic to pay for a war. Alleged. Ain't no alleged, but anyway. I mean, that's how much the black community is being used. So to me, black people, I say this, don't get it twisted. Don't get it mixed up. Don't get caught up in race, because they get you caught up in race, and then they present to you something else. These dudes will be doing something else, but they won't be fighting the business of race. They won't be fighting the business of racism. They'll start fighting the business. Control is about racism. We're like, no, it's not. But what's, what we need you to, what we need to fight is in poverty, impoverishment, uh, the imbalance of, uh, of what uh, what happens in neighborhoods when they're gentrified all across this country. All those things can be solved if you take care of the root. You're trying to take care of symptoms. And they turn it into something else. And black people, you get, they know that race is a trigger for you. So how they get you on the gun control shit is they start dealing with you, start saying, these dudes got, look at them, look at them, look, look at them, look at the Tennessee being racist against them. And instead of us just dealing with the racism, we start dealing with gun violence. We start dealing with stuff, and we get distracted from the real business of race in America, and what racism presents to black people, and and and, and we start, and, and then suddenly our leaders start talking like out their neck about other stuff, and black people, you end up left behind and still being at the bottom of the totem pole and stuff like that. So yeah, I think it's a psyop. I really do. I don't. I'm like, I was listening to the dudes talk. They didn't sound. It, I was not moved. It didn't even sound. I was like, okay. I mean, I, no offense to them. I wish. I hope they get back. They get back in, and it's terrible what's going on. And we can deal with the business of race, but don't try to attach other other things to it. And I think it's a distraction because we got a lot going on right now that Joe Biden don't want you to see. And anytime Joe Biden is calling up some two people, uh, all of a sudden I, I'm suspicious. Okay, that's just my facts, okay? That's how I feel about that. Sorry. I know some of y'all want me to say something else, but, you know, I don't, I, yeah, I'm, I'm suspicious, okay? Cash App founder this week. Video shows Cash App founder Bob Lee seems staggering and asking for help after stabbing, okay? Uh, it says, so this is from uh, NBCnews.com, and, oh, that last report, too, was from, I believe, MSN, NBC. Um, it says surveillance video shows Cash App founder Bob Lee staggering and appearing to ask for help after he was stabbed on Tuesday. In, in the over two-minute video published by the Daily Mail Thursday, Lee is seen outside a luxury apartment building struggling to walk. At the one-minute mark, Lee falls to the ground, lying on his side for a few seconds before getting on his elbows and knees. Lee is then seen raising his arm almost as if to flag down a passerby for help before getting to walk towards something off camera. Lee is holding his phone and appears to be bleeding with blood on his hands, okay? Uh, San Francisco police officers said, uh, said officers responded to a report of stabbing around 2.35 a.m. Tuesday. 
Officers found Leak 43 with apparent stab wounds. He was taken to the hospital and died of his injuries, police said. The incident is under investigation by the police department homicide detail and the department. The department said there is no place for this kind of violent crime against anyone in our city, police spokesman Adam Lobzinger said in a statement uh, published on Twitter uh, Thursday. We want to assure everyone that our investigators are working tirelessly to make an arrest and bring justice to Mr. Lee and his loved ones. Okay, let me just say this. You know, anytime it's been a lot of tech people. <clears throat> excuse me, y'all, from clearing my throat. But it's been a lot of tech people, all kind of people coming up strangely dead over the last three years. Now I found this strange, you know. I, you know, I don't know what I, you know. I have to look into the business of Cash App. You know, it's like I do Cash App somehow. You know, if I get people, you know, we we, you know, different, you know, different things. If somebody, you know, a friend owe me some money or something like that, we may do a Cash App, like we get a concert ticket or something like that. But <clears throat> I know that Cash App. A lot of people will use Cash App for under radar and stuff because you can turn it. You could buy Bitcoin, all that mess, and you just, yeah. I'm just, and I, I was just telling people, I just said, you know, the down the feds and stuff want to see everything you do, everything. Okay, so it didn't surprise me that right after I'm not saying this is connected. I just found the timing strange. Okay, that the feds are now coming out with sort of like a a, a cash app. Okay, FedNow, U.S. Federal Reserve to launch FedNow service from July. FedNow service will, this is according to financialexpress.com, it said FedNow service will allow individuals to send and receive instant payments at any time of the day, and recipients will have full access to funds immediately, okay? Um, the Federal Reserve has announced that the Fed now will start operating in July. The service will debut with financial institutions and the U.S. Treasury on board. The Federal Reserve banks are developing the Fed now service to facilitate nationwide reach of instant payment services by financial institutions, regardless of size or geographic location, around the clock, every day of the year. Through financial institute, though financial institutions participate in the Fed now service. Business and individuals be able to send and receive instant payments at any time of the day, and recipients will have full access to funds immediately, giving them greater flexibility to manage their money and make time-sensitive payments. The first week of April, the Federal Reserve will begin the formal certification of participants for the launch of the service. Early adopters will complete a customer testing and certificate certification program informed by feedback from the FedNow pilot program to, to prepare for sending live transactions through the system. Certification encompasses a comprehensive testing uh, curriculum which uh, define expectations for operational readiness and network experience. In June, the Federal Reserve and Certified participants will contact production validation activities to confirm readiness for the July launch. We couldn't be more excited about the forthcoming FedNow launch, which will enable every participating financial institution, the smallest to the largest, and from all corners of the country, to offer a modern instant payment solution, said Ken Montgomery, first vice president of the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston and FedNow program executive. With a launch drawing near, we urge financial institutions and their um, 
and their industry partners to move full steam ahead with the preparation to join the FedNow service as Montgomery. Many early adopters have declared their intent to begin using the service in July. Okay. Uh, listen, I don't know too many people don't want the name of the FedNow on they on they paper, but it's weird to me. I'm just saying it's just weird timing. Okay. The Cash App dies where Cash App can, you know, you can fly somewhat. It's still a wide transaction, but a lot of people be flying under the radar to Cash App. Now, I was listening to uh, one of my favorite uh, YouTubers, For No Fame, and he was talking about this weekend. You know, people be doing a lot of shady shit on, on Cash App <laughs> because of, like, Bitcoin. Stuff. But now the government wants to see. So Something, in my opinion, has to happen that Cash App. I'm not saying that's what somebody did. I'm not saying something. I'm not blaming the government or something. I'm just saying it's suspicious, in my opinion. I don't know what's going on. But I'm saying, some, you know, you Cash App is probably, and PayPal and things like that are probably their biggest competitions, but particularly Cash App and some other ones. So, I mean, they're going to start probably put some tough regulations or something on these apps. And maybe your boy just didn't want to get down my conspiracy theorist head is saying, you know, just my conspiracy theory head. I mean, I ain't, I ain't saying it's true. I'm just saying, you know, my Jason Bourne mine. <laughs> Y'all know how I've been thinking out these streets, okay? I don't know what they up to, but it sounds like end time stuff to me, okay? I just tell y'all what I can eat. Sounds like it sounds like it's about to get a little wild out in these uh, streets, okay? All right, so listen. <clears throat> this week, uh, let's see. We talked about uh, Fed now. Uh, okay, so the U.S. sends more aid to the, to Ukraine, okay? That's something why y'all were watching Donald Trump. He was out here in these streets doing, okay? They don't want you to know we sending more money over there to Ukraine. That's what they do, out and it's just in them. Just, just while the while the while the dollar is is being threatened, they're going to provide two point six billion in military aid. Okay, crazy, crazy, more money. Okay, I mean, it just at some point it feels like. We've got to stop. They said the Biden administration of the U.S. will send Ukraine about $500 million in ammunition and equipment. Now, it just, I mean, the thing is, like, haven't y'all uh, given them enough? I mean, it's wow. I mean, I don't know. And we can't get reparations. I mean, it just sounds ridiculous. We can't even get clean water in some states. I don't really know what to say about this. I mean, it's just like it it feels uh, shady. I mean, it really does. It's kind of really sad. I mean, it's sad because it's like, like I said, it's like America – America's taking care of what is it? You know, taking care of all the uh, the uh, the kids on the block, but failing to take care of their own. 
So yeah, I don't I don't like the idea and, and, and it's like how long are you gonna fight this proxy war? I mean, are you I mean, where are you gonna are you gonna hide behind Ukraine throwing punches? You know, United States, because that's what's really going on. The United States is hiding behind Ukraine, throwing punches over Ukraine's head, and then hiding their hand. <laughs> that's wild shit going on in the world. <laughs> it's a wild time we live in. It's a wild times, baby. Some wild times, okay? Whew. All right. What else is next? Um, okay, so when we, I'm going to take, is it my break time yet? Okay, let me look at this. Okay, we got, I think we got one more uh, story before we go to the uh, break. I think we'll, do I got one more? Let's see. Okay, I'll talk about this Mississippi woman. Okay, this Mississippi woman arrested for sex with a dog. You know, listen, I often say we live in the twilight zone, and I've come to terms that you know, it's just we just do. I mean, I'm 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 okay with it. I mean, I I just you know, I just the only thing I don't see is a little man you know narrating, but we, he's somewhere around. We're 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 completely in the twilight zone at this point. But this is according to New York Post. Mississippi woman arrested for having sex with dogs says she was threatened to do it. Okay. A Mississippi woman arrested this week for having sex with a dog on camera, oh, my God, claims she was forced into the act apparently by people who pay her to make pornographic videos, according to court documents. In the revolting case, Denise Nicole Frazier told police she had intercourse with a German shepherd in footage that appeared on Snapchat because she was threatened to do it, according to the arrest affidavit cited by Laurel leader Call. Frazier admitted she was the one in the video, but stated she was forced to do it, the affidavit says. Frazier made the claim that Jones County Sheriff's officers arrested her Wednesday, telling her, telling cops that people pay me to perform in videos, but the sex with male, with the male service dog was against her will, according to police. There is no evidence of that claim, but we are investigating, G- JCSD investigator Sergeant J.D. Carter told the local outlet, there were two men at the home in Merrick where Frazier was arrested, but it wasn't immediately known if they were involved. Carter said a police plan to probe whether she was coerced into making that disturbing video. So right now we're still in the initial phase, right past the first part of it, but we're still going to look to see if there's more. Okay, you know, <clears throat> Frazier was charged with unnatural intercourse and aggravated animal cruelty Wednesday and appeared in court. Okay, listen, um, I'm not going to speak on that because maybe she was forced. I don't know. But just if she wasn't, I mean, we got a lot of sick. Why did I even tell the story? I, I feel like I shouldn't even tell the story. It's just a crazy story. It's just, it's just, it's just a sick, it's a sick story. I don't know. It's just more proof where we live at. Twilight Zone. People are having sex with dogs, or at least claiming to be having forced with having sex with. I mean, I know bestiality's been around for years, but still, I mean, really, I mean, every time you hear it, it just gets more disturbing. What is the world coming to, really? Where are we at right now? I mean, we're definitely in the last days. We gotta be. 
I mean, it's all I can think of. I, I, I don't know anything else to say at this point. <laughs> okay, okay, so, uh, man, did you hear about this story? This is a very sad story. This was in the news this week. Um, 12-year-old killer, like 12 years old, arrested, uh, charged in Florida triple murder, murder led, uh, led, uh, led cuffed to jail, okay? Uh, this is, this is, uh, this is according to U.S. Post. It's like a shirtless, baby-faced 12-year-old was led cuffed from a Florida police station to be transported to jail, being charged with a triple murder Thursday night. Christopher Atkins, 12, and Robert Robertson, 17, were both hauled in and charged by the Marion County Sheriff over the deaths of three other minors whose bodies were found earlier this week. A third suspect, Taj Bruton, 16, is still being hunted by police who have offered a reward of up to $10,000 for information leading to his arrest. Okay, wow. In the, um, it says, uh, 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 in the video, Atkins, who was arrested at his home, he appears stony-faced as he's flanked by a pair of deputies who take him to uh, an awaiting police cruiser. Robinson was picked up after a brawling at, uh, at school. Uh, seen in a gray shirt with his hands cuffed in front of him. He mutters to one officer who is escorting him to the station. He's 12 years old, and what they did was they was they killed three other kids who were in a burglar ring with them, allegedly. Really crazy, okay? So listen, i got to go on break. I'll continue this story when I get back, along with the celebrity news. We'll go into that and a whole bunch more. Meanwhile, you guys are going to get into this music. Uh, what are you going to listen to next? I don't even know. What I got up here for y'all to listen to? Hold on. You know, y'all know how I be doing. I be getting. <laughs> I think I have the song out, but I don't. Okay. So we're going to listen to. Uh, oh, I love this one. Okay. SWV Rain. It's the CC Show. I'll be back in a moment, y'all.
Yeah, y'all, that was Coffee Brown with After Party. I still love that song. That's just probably the groove, okay? Uh, it's the CC Show. I am back up in the streets, okay? It's a late night. I'm doing Hot Topics. Welcome to the show if y'all just now tuning in. <laughs> so we got a lot to talk about. Okay. So I was talking about this, about uh, these young teens, okay? Teens who were involved in, um, let me see here. I'm trying to pull it back up. Uh, a murder, a, tr- a triple murder, okay? These are babies, okay? Babies out in these streets. All right, so uh, let's see. Um, pull it back up here if I can get it. 
I'm going to be having now. I can't get the USB. Okay. Okay, what happened to the... Uh, okay, y'all, y'all know I lost my little page. Hold on just a second. We'll get back to it. Okay, we're having some technical. Okay, here it is. Okay, it says, uh, speaking to the press conference Friday, Will says there's no honor among thieves. At some point, these three individuals turned on. Okay, it says, okay, let me go back. Uh, it says, Marion County uh, Sheriff Woods claimed the three alleged killers were in a burglary game with, three, with the three dead teenagers who were found last week, sparkling fears of uh, uh, sparking fears there was a serial killer on the loose. Speaking at a press conference Friday, Woods says, there's no honor among thieves. At some point, these three individuals turned on three victims and murdered them. The first victim, 16-year-old softball standout, Layla Silvernail, was found dead after being dumped on the side of the road on March 30th. Um, and yet an unidentified 17-year-old boy was discovered in a ditch in the, fo- the following morning on a roadway roughly a half a mile away, Woods said. Police documents said he was wearing a ski mask and black gloves. The third victim, Camille Corliss, 16, was found in the trunk of Silver Mile's car after it had been located on a pond nine miles away from where she was initially dumped at a pond near Oklawaha. According to police, I might have been butchering that, but it says they fled the scene but left a lot of evidence in their way. Woods and the assailants said of the assailants. Police paperwork suggests that one of the victims was intending to buy a firearm from the suspects before the slaying took place. Police declined to give detailed timelines of events, but indicated that all six juveniles were traveling in Silvernail's car together. As Wood says the witness heard fatal gunshots and the victims were likely killed at the same time. Uh, police said prosecutors are considered trying their youth as adults, given the gravity of the crime. Lord have mercy, okay? Uh... Here's what I say. One of the reasons I read this story, because these were, one of them was a 12-year-old child. And these kids caught themselves in a little burglary ring, okay? And I guess they got mad. They're still not giving out a lot of details, but apparently somebody got mad in the burglary ring. And I always say there's no honor among thieves, okay? I, mean, I don't believe in the no. I, I always laugh at people that talk about no snitching, because I'm like, you see, you, you, you got, I got rats all over crime. Crime, crime does not exist without rats because it's a dirty game. Uh, and, you know, it's the, it's the same thing with honor. There is no honor, okay? And it's sad because these are babies. These are kids. It's like it's, what is going on at home that y'all, I, I'm, I don't want to blame the parents and I don't want to judge the parents, but it's like it's a lot of y'all raising little monsters, 12 uh, and he's innocent to prove guilty, but twelve. Gotta say, God, man, oh boy, these kids out here, ooh, it's a rough. It's just, it's tough. And a little seventy and a seventeen year old, I mean, just all these were babies, all of them, kids. Sad. It's a sad story. Okay, life gone because we should be tried as an adult if they did that. Life down. Mm. Very, I mean, this is just really sad. 
very, very sad. All right, so you know what, guys? Let's get. I mean, just. I mean, I look at stuff like that, and I'm always going, "Damn!" I mean, really, what kind of what would make a kid? And maybe because these kids don't seem to take the seriousness of certain things in life, that you ain't coming back. Like people ain't coming back from death. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe we made death like video games. I mean, maybe for kids, like it's easy. It's they don't see the 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 heaviness of it. I mean, it's just of taking a human life. I mean, it's really crazy. Okay. Okay. So this week, just go on to some other news. Um, Angel Reese, okay, this is according to RozaSmith.com, will join her team at the White House. Okay. Remember all this week, Angel was talking about Jill Biden because um, LSU won uh, the, the women's championship and Jill Biden you know, said, well, she wanted to lose. Normally the losers, because you know it's a big controversy about us who win over our, and normally the uh, the losing team does not, you know, get to um, share in the White House visit. But it was a lot of controversy to around this uh, uh, team because of race issues and stuff like that. But LSU decided to beat the girls. But during this time, that time, she said she wanted the losers as well as the winners to come. And this kind of ticked off one of the team leaders, Angela Reese of the LSU. But this is according to Ron She says, last week, Flotus, Jill Biden, caused outrage after she suggested that losing team from Iowa also be invited to the White House to celebrate the NCAA championship with the winning team from Louisiana. LSU star play, player Angela Reese, who was very vocal about the disrespect from the White House, has agreed to attend. In an interview with uh, with Angel Reese on ESPN, she admits she was stunned by the suggestion initially, but is a team player and will join the others at the White House. Okay, um, so we're gonna listen to. Let's see, we got her that. Uh, Biden says, "Hey, let's invite the runners up, the Iowa team, in the spirit of sportsmanship." I'm doing air quotes. I'm not even sure if you can see us, but what was the reaction in your locker room with your teammates to that? Yeah, at the beginning we were hurt. Everything, it was emotional for us because we know how hard we worked all year for everything. And just being able to see that, that hurt us in the moment. But just going back on it, I mean, the team, you don't get that experience ever. So being able to go back, and I know my team probably wants to go for sure, and my coach is supportive of that. So I'm going to do what's best for the team. And if they would like to go, we decide, and we're going to go, then we're going to, we're going to go. But it was tough just seeing that in the beginning. But I think we'll all come together, and I think it'll be good. Okay, so Angel Reese is part of that we that's going to go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, that again, that news coming down, coming down yesterday. Okay. Now, I'm going to speak on this for a minute because I want young people to understand something. I was very proud of Angel Reese for standing 10 toes down on what she believed in. She was when Jill Biden said it. She's like, this is a joke. And a lot of black people, a lot of people were saying, oh, be careful now. Watch yourself now. Don't burn your bridges. Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. She didn't talk to Jill Biden like that. The only thing wrong Angela Reese said in that thing, it, it was like, uh, if we don't, we don't have to go to the White House. We can go to the Obamas. No, the Obamas, remember, they was, that's because that's she's young. You don't understand. The Obamas and the Bidens are basically the same. Remember, because you know that he he was just in the White House with the with the Obamas. Okay, so baby, now nah, you did. The Obamas ain't gonna they ain't gonna do nothing but throw you on the bus. 
So I was really proud of this young lady for speaking up, standing her ground, saying, heck no, and it's a joke. And a lot of people was out there going, because I thought it was very Muhammad Ali, Harriet Tubman gunk. But y'all so scared today. Lord, I'm going to burn bridges. Lord, Lord, Lord. Now, if that's my child, I say, you don't say, if you're going to distance, you're going to say something, make sure you stand in your, unless somebody's giving you a apology or something, make sure you stand 10 toes down in what you believe. Because, listen, young people, sometimes if you're called, this is what I say. Prophetic voices in society. Like, who's a prophetic voice I can think of? Dr. King, um, Malcolm. Never sometimes have it easy. If you read in the Bible, I mean, if you read the stories in the Bible about the prophets, oh, my God. The prophets had hard jobs, and they often were not liked. I, one time, I remember uh, I had, my spiritual mom was was a prophetic voice. She was a prophetess in in our our church. And one of the things I used to have discussions where it was as beautiful as much people loved her and everything. But sometimes people were afraid of her. You know, sometimes see people didn't always know how to approach her. And it was the funniest thing was is that she was just normal. Like you know, she had even as an older woman, she had crushes and everything and. Often people didn't get to see that side of her because they saw her in church ministering to people or whether she was ministering on the bus side or ministering. So sometimes not everybody got to experience the very much regular woman that was there. But one thing I always learned is that it is going to never be easy to stand on values when the world's in another uh, place. If God has called you to, you know, only 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 do things that God has. I mean, I feel God has called you to. Don't, you know, you gotta. You can't speak. There's sometimes where I feel like I spoke too soon. I said something I shouldn't have said, or something like that. And you know, I have to own up to it. But for the most part, when you say something, as a uh, young people, first of all, have wisdom about what you say ahead of time. But understand if it's a value you stand strong to and there's been nothing done to correct the situation, stand in it. And it won't always be easy. I knew Angela wasn't going to stand in because I went I heard that Obama stuff on the end. I was like, oh, maybe I don't understand what she's saying. But here's what, I, you know, Here's the thing. A lot of people were trying to go, you know, she's talking too much. She's now she's doing this. Like, sound like, oh, scared, scared. Like, y'all were, like, y'all, master, you can't talk about master. That's how y'all was sounding. <laughs> but the thing is, what I, what I loved about Angela for when she was going off about Jill Biden and saying people was upset because she said it's a joke to Jill Biden. But I personally believe that, the world is backwards. When we say stuff like, uh, and people used to talk to Trump any kind of way. If it was Trump, y'all wouldn't have said nothing, okay? Politicians. Politicians work for the people. Yes, there's a level of respect you give to people. Uh, you give to some forms of authority, respect. There's a certain form of respect you just give to humanity. But, however, you have to have an understanding that Jill Biden 
is not special. She works for you. She was a, her husband is an elected official that you put up there. And I know we've got it backwards because we're starting to cheat politicians and celebrities like royalty. But that's not really how, specifically politicians. Politicians are hired by you to do public work. So you're their boss. So when Angela says, hey, uh, this, isn't, this isn't a monarchy, when Angela says to Jill Biden, that's a joke. Angela's her boss. She's part of a collective, her boss, her constituents, her husband's constituents that she should listen to. Instead of y'all talking about, oh, y'all, that got to be scared. Oh, she's going to burn her bridges. Oh, she just, you know, she's trying to have a career. Sometimes you call to speak truth to power. Black people would be as far as we, we got if wasn't nobody speaking truth to power. But a lot of times we don't understand the cause. People don't understand the cause. We look at Muhammad Ali when he, when he was saying those things that he said back in the 60s. He, he had a huge cause. So young people, sometimes it may cost you to say something, but if you feel strongly and firmly about it and you haven't received an apology from somebody you know should be getting one, they can't hold down in what you believe. And be careful how we treat politicians. Politi- that's why politicians have gotten more and more arrogant every year. Even with the legislative body down there with that, with that thing that just happened when they said, oh, like January the 6th, this thing like January 6th, I don't consider January 6th disrespectful. I didn't consider the uh, the uh, uh, marches in the street the summer before disrespectful. Violence shouldn't be involved, but I don't consider marching up in the Capitol. The Capitol is owned by the people. I don't consider marching up into uh, marching up and down the streets in, in different cities and protesting and everything to be bad. Now, what what when violence comes in is when people feel like they have been treated unfairly. The forefathers in America knew this. The people who wrote the Constitution. As a matter of fact, they were betting on it, I believe. I know this is going to be I, – I don't promote violence whatsoever. But the way the Constitution is written is, see, you read it. It's a powerful document. It's saying, hey – the government should always be shaking in their boots and scared of the people. But they're teaching you today how not to be scared of the people. Like I said, after January 6th happened, politicians should have been humble and coming out saying, what have we done that, that the American people were willing to march up on the Capitol? What did they think? Why did they not believe us anymore? Why do they think the election was strong? What in the world is going on in our world? But they didn't. They came out there and said, well, we're going to lock down and we're going to, they, they started shielding themselves and protecting themselves. Same thing with uh, uh, when, when, the, when the young people was marching the summer before uh, for against civil rights and stuff like that. They, again, they came out shielding themselves. Well, you can't be marching down the street. This is this and that, arresting people. Listen, politicians should always we have made these politicians where they're not humble and they think they have become elitist and they don't really respect 
your opinion has the people anymore because they know you don't respect your vote or nothing else. You just go in there and vote off a of name recognition, all kinds of stuff, so they can sell you any kind of BS they want to. And then sell you like they some kings and queens, like they Queen Elizabeth, or Queen, uh, King, uh, what's the name? Charles up in here. Ain't no kings and queens in America. As a matter of fact, America is America's, uh, America, uh, Feel that in blood that there would be no kings and queens. That's what the Revolutionary War was about. The Civil War, the bloodiest war in history. You didn't get free. You didn't get the chance to. Free, that that freedom caused the freedom of the slaves. Still in blood. Every politician should be afraid for those types of incidents to happen and not to provoke the people. But instead, they're not afraid of you anymore. And so when Angela was talking her stuff, saying what she should be saying as a constituent, y'all all start getting scared of Jill Biden. Who is Jill Biden? She is the first lady of the United States, but she is an elected official. And the more, and people say, well, you know, you got to be careful because they got connected. But they, they connect, you should be more scarier to them. She should have been scared of a whole bunch of people that agree with Angela. Well, that's right. Well, you know what? Hey, this is, I'm, I, this is, this is, this is, this is, I should not have said that. Let me come back and apologize. Can't just, I ain't heard. I ain't heard that she did that yet. I mean, y'all correct me if she. Had, but Angela, I mean, I really, I hate that somebody convinced Angela to go. I was, pr- I was proud that she was saying she wasn't gonna go. You ain't gotta go visit that White House. You ain't gotta go do that. Some of y'all was during the Trump era. Y'all was saying, I ain't, y'all lot of you guys were talking. About, we not gonna visit the White House. And I don't think, you know, I think it's bipartisan. Y'all didn't have no reason not to visit the White House. I mean, usually, you know, it's a, a you. It doesn't matter what your. Uh, with your thing, Republican or Democrat, you usually, you know, still want to go just because it's, uh, you know, it's just, you know, it's just a, it's a non-Democrat, um, non-Republican thing. It's just supposed to be a celebration in the nation, an honor from the nation. But you guys have made it political since Trump. Angela actually had a very good political reason, and she was speaking truth to power. And, yes, and sometimes speaking truth to power cost you and more than anybody in a group that should know that more than anybody in the world is black America. That y'all you know, oh Lord, 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 what she getting arrogant now, oh Lord. No, she's speaking how she should speak to a hired the hired help. Because that's what Joe Biden and Jill Biden are. They are the help. I said what I said. They the hired help. By the people, and that should be that should humble them. I don't think a politician is special. I think they are they work for the people. And the minute they start thinking they something else, yes, there's a respect due to uh, offices of presidents and stuff like that. But there also this is also American, and you also know that when you and it's also a republic, a democracy. And we can speak up to our politicians. 
I got to remind the people that because you're going to lose that pretty soon. We in danger of losing our right to protest. We in danger of losing our right to speak. You got all these controlled operatives and media out here that America doesn't realize it's slowly, slowly losing its power. The people are losing its power because you are so, they've been in, They've been programming and you do television and all kinds of things to make you think these are special people. These people are the hired help. Everybody in that White House is the hired help. Everybody in that Congress is the hired help. And they should be shaking in their boots that nothing like January 6th ever happens again. They shouldn't be coming out arrogant talking about, well, now we're going to close down the Capitol and we're going to have to be some extra protection right here. No, you don't. If you do your job right, you won't have to worry about an uprising. But that's become because because politicians have become arrogant. They don't fear that anymore. They don't fear you. That's that. That's what we own today. And so I talk about that's why I say young people, if you sometimes you know in this especially coming up in this society that we're in, this program society that we're heading we're in, you don't have to remember who you are, where you are when you speak. Make sure you understand that you stand in what you say. Stand in it. I think that the apology is not, uh, Angel Reese has nothing to apologize for. She was doing what she, she, she was right, that was right to. But Jill Biden has to apologize, should be apologizing. I said what I see. Okay. So, uh, uh, it, it, we, we, I mean, I just did not like us. A lot of people just really running, uh, uh, trying to make her feel bad for speaking out. Okay. Definitely. I mean, our that's what we we in America is that you can you can speak out to your politicians. You can you have the right to protest. You have the right to form militias. You have the right to own guns. I'm not saying to provoke violence to do anything violent, but I'm saying that this you have to understand the history of America. How was America built? It was built out of rebellion. America was built with the idea of that no government official ever reigns over the people. We have checks and balances in the government, and we have checks and balances by the people through voting, protests, and everything. Protests should never turn violent, but when they do, it should scare the hell out of politicians, not make them more arrogant and want to hide. It should scare the hell of them out of them to say what has made the American people turn on us to the point that they're ready to revenge. In other news, okay. So I just thought that was interesting. So be able to stand on your your principles, okay? Okay, yeah, out in these streets talking about Marcus Houston. Child. So I pulled it up today. Let me play. Should I play? I need to play it for him. Child, I think we're dead. Marcus, first thing we read the story. Marcus Houston. Y'all talking about Marcus Houston with this little young girl out in the street. Okay. 
Martin Houston talking about he got a, he had a lot in common. He met her allegedly when he was like almost forty and she was like seventeen. He said, I wait till she was eighteen. Some people say he was younger than that. Some people say he met her younger than that, but I digress. Allegedly. Okay. But it says Marcus Houston, this is from Yahoo dot com. It says addressed backlash for marrying a nineteen year old at almost forty. If you're old enough, you'll probably remember Marcus Houston. He played Roger on Sister Sister and released music both with R and B group IMX as a solo artist. More recently, he's made highlights for his personal life, namely his relationship with his wife, Maya, whom he married in 2020 after five-month engagement. At the time, Marcus was 39. Maya was just 19. Speaking about their relationship on the upcoming episode of TV One's Uncensored, Marcus, I think it's already happened, explained that he first met Maya when she was 17, but said they only developed a romantic connection after she turned 18. Ain't that what Elvis said about Priscilla? How old was Priscilla when Elvis met? How much old was Priscilla? Me and my wife's situation is a little different, he said. How we met through mutual friends and everything like that. When I met my wife, she was 17. So we had no real conversation, no real connection until, you know, she was of age, which was a year later. Oh, she changed that much? People don't understand that I got a lot of backlash from marrying someone that was 19, he continued. And, you know, when we did finally start to talk, I was like, this woman is like me. And she was just, when I would talk to her, she just, for one, we had a spiritual connection. I feel like uh, that's the most important thing. We both love God. We both love Jehovah, and that was key. Another thing they connected over was music, Marcus said. And her spirit, her kindness, her heart reminds me a lot of my mom, he continued. We just connected on so many levels. Um, this is some people, uh, people from Twitter talking. It says, Josh says, Marcus Houston should have kept his mouth closed. Ronnie Lowe, somebody tell Marcus Houston, unlike his wife, we were not born yesterday. Dude definitely was channeling R. Kelly energy when he married uh, uh, Leah. Marcus Houston said he met his wife when she was 17. I need y'all to know the cradle, uh, that cradle watching a child and waiting until they're, they're legal is still predatory and pedophilic. All that means is you were sexually attracted to them when they were still a kid. A patient pedophile is still a pedophile. Um, Marcus Houston. Let me see. What do I address first? You know, I've heard different stories about this because we talked about the story a few years ago, and apparently the girl was a runaway, allegedly. Okay, so she already was very troublesome. She had a lot of trouble, a lot of alleged problems, okay? Uh, so, you know, he's saying he has a lot of common with a 19-year-old. Cue up. Do I got it up? I got to cue it up. You know, I got to play it today. My What's my CD being a son? I made sure I had it on for Marcus Houston. Let's, let's listen to Steely Dean. You got a lot in common with a 19-year-old.
need to play that for Marcus Houston. Steven Dan understood the deal. Hey, 19, no, we got nothing in common. No, we can't dance at all. What you got in common with a 19-year-old that you was looking at when she was 17? What you, some people say younger, but I'm digressing for that. What you got in common? You know, they used to do this back in the old school days, like 1960s. They did used to do this kind of stuff, like marry old young women on a farm and stuff. You know, they used to do they used to do that. They used to do that back in the day. It's still creepy. What, Marcus? All these, it's a lot of old dudes that do that. I told you I read about one dude saying the girl, the girl was saying, he was like, I, but she was a little bit more of age. But, like, he was saying, uh, she was saying why she was saying, Do you feel like if they was asking her this girl, particular girl, but she was dating this old man, she was saying, Do you feel anything about y'all age differences? She said, Oh, like uh, uh what did she say? He's 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 he acts so much younger <laughs> I started laughing. <laughs> hey, I'm a useful spirit, okay? I'm a useful spirit, okay? I am. I have had a little young you know. Young Chai Back in the day though, fat boy. And I was not married. I was like in my thirties, okay? He was beautiful, like he was beautiful. He was probably about like twenty, twenty one. Try to holler. Mm. I was I was about thirty. I was like, see, I mean, because he had he talked a good game. He was smart. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I was like, dang. But then, you know, I talked on the phone one time, and he just said something, and I was just like, my kid, I mean, just like, it's not even, it's not even you're a nice kid. I mean, you, even though you're 22, 22, it's just, man, I'm, 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 I'm 10 years. I'm 10, I was just 10 years. I was like, no way. <laughs> you see, my little brother. There's no one in the world. Get out of here. He got his lady twenty dollars. I think it was eight years. This is ridiculous. I was like, this is ridiculous. I, have to, I, I just, what do you got in common? What do y'all do? I mean, what you gonna do with the night? A lot of these dudes be immature. And young girls, you sometimes can't recognize it. Like you don't recognize the game. Can I, let me let me just tell girls, young girls, this okay. Especially in this day and age, understand your worth. Really, this is a pretty girl, but she has probably. I, if the stories is true about her background, about being a runaway and stuff. She probably has a lot of trouble. And, you know, like, you know, when you got trouble and shit in your life, I mean, you will look at, you will look at a, a Marcus Houston has like a rescue boat. Keep it real. Like a Captain Sailor. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you just, You know, and you ain't old enough to process what's really going on, you know, because you like, 
if you've been out there in the streets and you've had a lot of problems in your life and at your home life, because I had a friend like this. No idea. I had a friend like this. I, I sure did. I always got a story because I know a lot of people. But when I was a young girl, I had a friend. I remember having this conversation with her. She's like 19. She had a rough childhood and stuff like that. And she couldn't wait to get up out her mama's house. Her mama name was strict and all this. And this old man trying to court her. I said, girl, you sure you want to do that? I mean, listen, here, sis, sis. You going to grow up one day. Oh, no, it's fine. Listen, she just wanted to get out. He he caught her in a bad situation. He just wanted to get out of the house. She married him. And it was good for the first five, five to ten until she started growing up. And she started realize, realizing that, you know, she got a boat to know it. <laughs> it's that. You know, divorcing her. To know it. Because but he was trying to group. Because he knew she was in a bad situation. And you, and, and she wasn't asking herself the question like, why he ain't dating nobody either? You, young girls, be careful of older dudes courting you, especially when you're in a bad situation and you can't see the forest from the trees. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you get in something and you don't understand somebody trying to manipulate you. And by the time you look, you be the American's old dude who about 50 and you about 20, and you be married as old ass, and then he got you saddled with two and three kids. By the time you look up, you like 26, and you say, what the shit? I miss my childhood. I miss all the things I could have been. Know your worth. Know your value. You know, I tell young people all the time, this young girls I know, know your value. Okay, you you know what? This is the best time in your life when you're in your 20s. You, if you, if you work your stuff right, you can, you can, you can, you can, you can ask for the right price. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You can have your pick of the list if you work it right. Like, be concerned with stuff like, like, you ain't got to get a man so quick, but go see the world. Explore your youth. Have a good time. I'm not saying sleep with everybody. I'm just saying have a nice time. Explore life. Learn yourself. Don't get caught, especially if you've had troubles in your life. You know what I'm saying? Go get help if you need therapy or something like that. But don't get caught up with the the maybe the alleged the Marcus Houston's of the world who probably had problems they own their own self. I'm not saying, but y'all was saying y'all be saying out here in these streets what happened to allegedly allegedly happened to immature through day one of the Chris Stokes allegedly and all this stuff. If that listen, then it's a it's a victim now looking for a victim. I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you. Because a lot of times what's going on, 
you know, a lot of these people don't stop. Like R. Kelly, it was alleged that R. Kelly was molested, has a key, allegedly. So he probably stopped at that age. Probably a lot of shit, a lot of stuff going on here. You know what I'm saying? And instead of going and get some therapy for it, he up there looking for, you know, he he's he, he still at, he still think he can date 15-year-olds. And, like, and the reason why they comfortable with him because he's immature. Then I'm like, what is she going to think in about, you know, maybe true love. So every now and then it can happen. Who knows? But what does a 20, like, at when she gets a certain age, because women grow and women mature, and you miss your very formative years, uh, being, being something to an immature guy. You know, it's young ladies. I just say it is important to know your worth. And if at twenty five you decide, twenty six, twenty seven, thirty, you decide you want to marry an older guy, okay. Well, life has hit you a little bit. You've got a little bit more maturity under your belt. You know who you are. You're like, yeah, okay. But 20, 19, 18, 17, 20, you know, uh, be careful. You know, enjoy uh, your life. And don't look for what you didn't have at home in other people. Like, the, the, out here looking for daddy. All right, a safety that your mom and dad should have gave you in a home at, at 19 years old a guy comes along and gives it to you. And to me, if it's true, her background is true, she was an unstable teenager, then he knew what the hell was going on. You knew she's unstable. You just, well, you just pred- moved on in there, huh? Moved in on it. Well, see, she was 17, but I waited until she was 18. Because she was mature. But you ain't mature. Gave her a place to say, you know, I gave her a place. That's what's going on. That's something. Lord have mercy. Child. And let, listen here, young lady. Everything that shine ain't gold. What's that song your Rebecca Ferguson thing? You should sing. I, I'm going to put that on here too. All that glitter and all that gold. What's that song? All that glitter, all that gold, uh, chasing horses that you can't control. With all that glitter and all your gold, uh, take care of your soul. Take care of your soul. That's one of my favorite songs. Ooh, that's a good song. All that glitter and gold. Ooh, yes, I might get on the next break. I might, that might be the song I end with that. All that glitter and all that gold. Go take care of your soul. You need to take care. Some of you babies need to take care of your soul. Especially if you've been through a lot. You you can be fresh meat for predators. Or and, and listen, you can be of age and still be predator being predator being, you know, people preyed upon because you might be weak because you come out of weaker circumstances. 
And so some of these dudes who immature and all these stuff and old is going to try, because they can't play them games with no older women. So you can play some games with some young girls out here in the streets. These old women, they women they age is like, mm, wait a minute here. You know, it's because like, people been through a lot. But the young, what, 19, and especially if you've, tr- you, you've been troubled, I just question that from him, especially if she was if she was a runaway, if that's true. Um, that means that this looking for a place to rest. And your mind at nineteen you think it's love, but you just never experienced a place of comfort. You your, maybe your parents, like I say, your parents may have not given you that nesting place or a place where you can rest. So you run out here and you find some man offers you his place. And you get confused when sexuality comes in and, and everything else, and you don't understand that it's predatory what's happening. And by the time you really realize it, you're in a situation that you don't want to be stuck in. Okay? But what do we got in common? Okay, what's, what spirituality is going on at 19? I mean, you can be spiritual at 19, but what really going on? What? I don't, I don't know if I believe. You. I believe that. You are a young man that's probably troubled and needs some help yourself. Okay. In other news, Candy said this week, her and Todd still have threesomes out in these streets. Yes, Candy of Escape. Okay. Now, Y'all been, you know, y'all know the Candy be out here. Candy, be tell, you know, she talked about her, 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 she's talked about it before. Candy has a, a, a sex store, a show, Candy Coded, all this stuff. Amazing in her business and everything. But Candy this week, they asked Candy about Todd and her and do they, you know, do they still get down like this? So I'm going to play a little bit of this, uh, what she said on here. But it was it was a young lady who wrote a letter saying she was a forty five year old bent relationship. She was forty year old woman, forty five year old woman, and she's been in a one year open relationship with her husband. She said we both decided to be open and bring a little more spice into our marriage. We're both involved with the same woman, but sometimes I want to venture out without them. Would it be considered cheating? So Aunt Candy's answering this question so um on her show. So I'm gonna try here a little bit of this show from Candy Coated uh, Live Podcast. Okay, so check this out. What do y'all think? If Curse 230 said threesomes never work, that's not true. I done had a threesome and it worked just fine. (laughs) It worked great, actually. Now, back to you and these threesomes you be at. No, nah, we get all that. <laughs> I didn't 
Okay, so here's the thing, okay? Uh, Candy and Ty doing these uh, threesomes. First of all, I like a good sex talk. I'm a Scorpio, so I like having exploratory talks. I appreciate this about Candy. I wouldn't be telling my business like that, but I appreciate that Candy tells her truth about her sexual, you know, that she's out in these streets. You know what I'm saying? Here's what I'm gonna, Candy, was y'all hanging out with T.I. and Ty? Never, never mind. Anyway, it's in Atlanta. Child, let me shut up in here. Allegedly, uh, I don't heard about parties. I'm not saying it's Tiny and T.I. Candy and Todd. I just heard stuff, you know, about Atlanta. Oh, you got to get the invite. Eyes wide shut. Let's eyes wide open. What is it called? What was that movie? The Tom Cruise movie. I heard if he real, like real, like some everything be really having that real, like that they be having no show that those parties. You get to, you know, I'm nosy. I go to a party like that. I'm like, cry you would. Yes, but not to. I'm, I'm, I'm not a freak. Listen, to watch <laughs> because that's nasty to me. But you know, people all in the room have like that. I'm like, oh, that's too me, too much. Uh, I'm a Scorpio, but that's too much. Free, that's too much uh, uh, juices swapping and stuff like that. I just, ugh. I have a story I should tell on here one day. <laughs> I will not say. It was a terrible story. I was a young girl, man. Oh, it's a terrible story. I won't tell that story yet. One day I'm going to tell the story on it. It's a sort of a situation similar. I have to tell you one day. But listen, this, I mean, I've heard stories, like people going in, you know, masks and all that stuff, a lot of celebrities, NDAs, a lot of wild stuff happening. Child, I go to be nosy. I ain't going to lie. I, mean, I always wanted to go to one of them sex clubs to be nosy because I'm nosy like that. But threesome. I I've told y'all on here. I don't think that I did. I don't listen. I I don't know why Candy out here telling people this. I wouldn't tell nobody because she opens you open up. I I love that she has those conversations, but you open up you and Todd to scrutiny and that you already have heavily on your marriage. Okay, but what do I personally think of threesomes? I have not known people. I've known people who've done them, but have they worked out? Not too much, okay? I mean, usually it's the start of some shit in a marriage, okay, or in a relationship where you have the threesomes. I mean, some people can be saying it's working out just fine for her, okay? But, you know, um, you know what? You know, listen, I'm a lot of freaks by myself. I don't need no other person. I don't want no other person. Why? I'm, I'm, it's just, I don't know. It's just something I'm not, I don't know. It's just not something I can see. I, but, but, you know, hey, I mean, more power to candy. <laughs> I just think you opening up the door. You can't complain about somebody cheating, right? When you don't already, like, it's like the show when I was watching Love After Lockup. It's a couple on there, more, uh, more, more sellers. 
not Marcella, I forget, I think Mar I forget his name, but it's the Hispanic guy and he's with the white girl with the red hair who got out of jail and they've been married for years and she's bisexual and so she invited her best friend to sleep with them and then she got mad when he was texting the best friend on the side, like, yeah, you know, like kinda you know, kinda sick talking sexy to the best friend and stuff. You cannot get mad. She got all mad. It's like, you cheat. She went and tried to beat up on her best friend. She was bad at him and left him. And I'm like, you open the door to it. I mean, is it, can you really kind of cheat even if they go over there and do it without you? It's kind of like you open the door to it. I don't understand. It, you know? It is. It's like you just kind of, and then you did it with your friend, too. Like, you know, what was her ex, her prison girlfriend or something like that? Child, you was asking for trouble, okay? Well, you really just want a kitty cat. And you didn't know how to tell him you wanted some kitty cat. Wow. Okay. Not surprised you, okay? Because Kansas always been forthcoming about stuff like that, okay? Okay, so let's speaking of threesomes. Monique. This week, admitted, you know, on her show, her comedy special came out. I have not watched a comedy special, but I've seen y'all clips. Y'all been having clips everywhere about Monique's comedy. Well, Monique, you know, Monique was in an open relationship for a little bit while, and she finally said she closed it. But they're saying, this is according to Bossup.com, they said Monique talks uh, same-sex attraction in comedy special. Monique details same-sex attraction in new Netflix comedy special. I said, Daddy, I want to be there with another woman. It says, Monique is keeping it real, my love, from Boston. It says, the Oscars, Bassett, and Golden Globe winning actress comedians making headlines amid global, uh, global April 4th premiere of her Netflix stand-up special, particularly for a love life admission, okay? As previously reported, Mo promised that her My Name is Monique special will be 72 minutes unfiltered and raw insight into her life filled with personal revelations. Um, it says, this one night here is personal, said Monique. When you walk away from this one, when you turn your TV off from this one, you will say, now we understand that woman, the BMF story continues. For 32 years, I have been funny, and I'm grateful for that gift. But this show right here really allows you to understand why I swing like I swing. There are things I'm going to say in this comedy special that I thought I would take to my grave. Uh, the 55-year-old always been honest about being in an open marriage to her husband, Sidney Hicks. And in the special, she emotionally detailed the moment she shared her sexual interest in women. I said, Daddy. You know, she loves saying kind of man, Daddy. Okay? Daddy, I said, is it good? I mean, you talk about some Daddy so much. Like, you know, I feel like daddy should be reserved for one place, but it's weird. <laughs> I said, daddy, I want to be there with another woman sexually. I said, Monique, in a clip shared by the shade room, and he, he looks at me so beautifully and so patient and so loving. said, bitch, me too, okay? So let's see if we get got this clip. Okay, we do. Okay, listen. Okay, we're going to listen to the clip. Hey, hold on. Get y'all the clip here. And you look at me so innocent, so patient, and so loving. And think, me too. 
don't know if y'all can hear that, but she's saying exactly what they said. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, 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 Mo, uh, it says, Mo expanded on the an- uh, antidote to Vulture while uh, noting that she discussed not only same-sex attraction, but the generational cycles of trauma created around it in church girl and family. She said, I think that introduces you to me, the comedian Vulture's Craig Jenkins, that you understand why I fight the way I fight, especially in our community where there are so many secrets. There are so many of us caught up in churches, and there are so many myths. There's so much foolishness, and my family is, is not exempt from it to speak out loud and say it out loud. What I find is I'm not unique, Craig. Okay, um, and she also revealed her, you know, her marriage is no longer open, okay? Um, let me just say this, Okay. Hollywood is a different space. I mean, and I've talked to, I know women, I have, I've known women who have had threesomes and who've been with women, and let me just say this, okay? And it doesn't mean it don't happen with regular people, because I know regular people who have had threesomes, and I know, uh, but when you, like, you know, like when a dude has a lifestyle, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like a rock, a lot of women do shit they would never do. Like, when, like you know, like a, you hear, like Hollywood, because it's a lot of wealth and money and all kind of stuff. Like, you know what I'm saying? Money, everything out there. And you can be really a real freak, a, more of a freak. <laughs> when you got a lot of money, like, you, you, you got, you, 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 you own a ride, you own a boat somewhere. I mean, you can do a lot of stuff. Like, you know, the, the like rich people made the Mile High Club and stuff like that. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's just like you can do a lot of wild stuff, you know? You can do your, you can have your ultimate fantasies when you're dealing with wealth, you know? <laughs> so you might do a lot of shit wealth that you would normally not do. I'm just going to say most of what some people may normally not do because the sexiness and the aphrodisiac of money, power, and all those things creates an allure of, oh, this is going to be hot, right? However, I always think there's just prices to pay for that kind of stuff, especially if you're trying to have a real relationship. It's just my personal opinion. I mean, when you invite somebody on, you know, such an intimate moment, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it can, it can, if you're, I know people, I've met people, I've never met people who said it didn't, it did not mess them up after a minute. I mean, and there's probably some people out here saying, oh, it didn't mess me up, I can be. And some people say it strengthens their relationship and stuff like that. I mean, but Candy's dealing with some, some superstar celebrity music shit, you know what I'm saying? So she's going to be on another level anyway. You know, um, this is different from y'all little threesomes down here down there at the Motel 6 and all this, y'all be trying to participate in. <laughs> down at y'all house and stuff like that. I just feel like this Monique, okay, yeah, so let's try, try to go for Monique, but I, the threesome thing, I just feel like if you are involved in them and some celebrities Probably don't tell anybody. That's the time I would probably suggest an NDA. (laughs) And I'm I'm greedy. I just don't want to share. 
You know what I'm saying? I like, I don't want to share. I like being the star in my business. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Ain't no other stars up in here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like being the star in, in my relationship. I want to be the star. I don't want to share the billboard. I don't want to, you know? <laughs> I'm the star. Okay? I'm the star. We had this discussion where we were talking. We were talking about the different men with me and my girl. We we and I'm I you know, I like wild discussions. So we always have, you know, when me and my friends are subject to I be you know, we be having because I bring up wild stuff. Okay, my friends be like, Girl, you so you crazy. You know, and I be like, how do you feel like threesomes, you know, some of my married friends and stuff, we've had these discussions like, you know, with your with your husband. I I had one friend say, Yeah, you know, yeah, I done that, whatever. She didn't like the situation. Then I have one friend who said, never, never, you know, in a situation or whatever. So we're like, okay, what if it was, you know, to one of my friends, what if it was your favorite, this dude right here? And she's like, oh, wow, that's different. It was crazy. Like, her husband, she wouldn't even consider. But this other dude, she was like, mm, that's different. Because what? it was what? He had power. So it, to me, I feel like sometimes women are tricky. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, hypergamy can make women do different things. <laughs> I'm not saying all hypergamy would do that. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying a man with resources and power and stuff like that, it may be a different kind of ball game. I personally, though, am always, I feel like I'm always the star. So I feel like, no. You know, but I know women, there are women who feel differently depending on who the, the landscape, the different. It depends on the man, I think, for certain women. For me, I feel like I'm I'm I don't want to share and I'm always a star. I don't need any co stars. Okay. <laughs> I don't need not a co don't need no co star. Okay. Girl, get out of here I don't need no co stars. Okay. And would you have three some like most people think of three sons with two women, but two men. Now, talk to other women about this. Most women think that it's funny. That's this is strange. Women are okay with other women, but they're not okay. A lot of women I know have not been okay with two men. The idea of two men, right? They think that's an answer to too much custom. Yeah, it's wild. So it's interesting. I just think threesomes, nothing good can come of them. And I think that you, it's hard to ask for people not to cheat after you've introduced the, the idea of threesomes. And it's hard to ask for people. I mean, it's hard for people not to cheat in these relationships anyway. But let alone, <laughs> let alone with the idea of, you know, of, of the idea of when you have these, uh, when you have open relationships, you know? This is my opinion. SWV this week. Child, they over-escaped. Yes, we done had just about enough, okay? We we have done that reality show. I mean, everybody ate SWV that did a show with me and beat them. The Salt and Pepper SWV, remember Salt and Pepper and Cinderella then when y'all did that thing with him? And they was beefing with Cinderella. I mean, y'all been with the beefing chicks. <laughs> you know what my favorite reality show, though, was? When they had their own, 
when SWV had their own reality show. Oh, I used to love that reality show. I forget. I don't think they shared it with anybody else. It was just being my thing. I think it was just SWV. They had theirs on years ago. But they've been on other ones. With, they did uh, one with Salt and Pepper, and they now they're doing one with Escape. Uh, but this is what they're talking about. It's according to Boston, it says, SWV. SWV response to escape drama reveals why they regret doing Queens of Our Beat. They're saying too much disrespect. Okay, before the upcoming Queens of R&B finale, SWV spilled the tea about how about the escape drama and why they regret doing the show. Has Candy just said, "We'll speak on it." <laughs> While fans can't get enough of escapable Tasha Scott versus everybody beat, the members of SWV are over it. Um, Despite makeups and breakups throughout their three decades of girl group greatness and endless messes with their style, in a recent appearance on, the Sher- on Sherry, the ladies of SWV opened up about butting heads with Escape. The trio said they regretted uh, doing the joint reality show because there been there's been too much disrespect. Okay, um, let me see. Do I have a, I got a clip? I think we got a clip. I don't know if we do or not. Okay, but it says. Uh, Coco and Lily and Todd grown and sexy look for the talk show took the internet by storm. Sherry Shepard asked them about the last time they broke the internet with their R&B beef with Escape and about who should headline. Who do y'all think should headline the tour? Todd quickly asked the audience who cheer for SWV supremacy. Um, Sherry added that fans love both groups to make it even tenser when they got headed over headlining. Uh, no, see, that's what I don't like about Sherry. I, you know, listen, I know Sherry is the I, Sherry. I, I'm a, I've, I've upped her time to five years because apparently she's getting the guest. She's the it girl that Dunbar is really trying to put their money into Sherry and really uh, promote Sherry. It's just I don't think Sherry. I don't like Sherry. I think that the age of certain talk shows has gone out the window because of Wendy Williams. Like, there is no, like, I would tell the truth. No, there, it's different from going to see somebody because of reality TV versus seeing um, a group you like in concert. I said that. SWV totally went out over SW. I mean, you know, it's just my point point of view. Uh, It says, Sherry, uh, uh, she said, you saw our manager sitting there. They didn't have representation. No one was there. Todd said, it ain't our fault. Um, it says, sad SWV and Escape aren't close anymore because they could have banded together against Rossi. Okay, that's a, another one. Uh, that's a tweet. But it says, the drama didn't end with their back and forth on Bravo. Levy and Candid took it to Twitter uh, timeline. Levy Twitter went crazy. Their reactions were all night long. How do you feel about the reactions online? Sherry question. You know, it was so overwhelming. I'm the party girl, but I'm quiet. I just play my position, Lily said. But I just get so sick of people feeling like they can say what they want. Sometimes you just got to hit them uh, one hard, one time hard. Honey, I let that New York City come out of me. Um, listen, here's the thing. And plus, you know, escape is a mess within themselves. You know, this is a group who can't get it together within their selves. You know what I'm saying? They they have so much inner turmoil. So, of course, they're going to beef with ladies on the show. But it says, are you still cool with the ladies from Escape? Sherry Wonder, we're okay, Todd, Timothy answered. Everything is still fresh, but you know how women get. 
we still have one more episode, and you guys can see how it works out. Okay, so I think I got. You but are you still cool? Okay, this is what Sherry asked. We'll listen to that. Hold on, let me get y'all here. With, with the ladies. We're okay. You okay? You okay right now? Okay. I mean, it, it's, it's a little, it's still fresh. Everything is still fresh, but, you know. You know, it's not over yet. We still have one we more still have one more episode. Okay, okay, because we gotta ask you if there's one more episode. Did any of you regret doing the reality show? Do you wish like you just would have kept it? A little. I do have a little regret because I, I knew going in it was gonna be a little stressful. But I really I wanted it to be fun. I wanted yeah. us to go back to the nineties and relive our youth and have so much fun. It wasn't anything that I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. So I kinda regret that part. I feel like now we'll probably never be able to have that again. But no. it, it was, yeah, I was too just a little disappointed. Too much disrespect. It's just been really crazy. And I honestly was not expecting it like that at right. all. I thought it was going to really be cool. Yeah. I was hoping that, you know, getting all of us together, I was hoping that it would be like some real women's empowerment thing. Yeah. And it would have been so huge if we would have got together, everybody would have just, you know, it can't always be about one person. Right. Somebody got to say, come on, y'all, we could do this together. You get an idea, you get an idea. Let's make this pop, whatever it takes. But you can't ever get to that point if one person is pulling the next person down. It's not going to work. Can I ask you, because I love y'all all, will there be a tour? I would. Me, me personally, like, I, I always see the bigger picture. And I <laughs> yeah, think it would be. person on here they said uh, uh bobby bobby king deal he said i don't like how it's perceived as this escape ruined some type of bond between them when they were simply doing business swv had the same headline issue with salt pepper and new edition and they sold more than both groups and still opened up for them listen let me explain why that is okay because that can happen um this is weird but sometimes artists, Escape is not one of those artists, though. I, I will say that because the candy, candy and Tiny are popular, but it's a difference in going to hear them. I don't know how I can explain this. New Edition has a large body of work, larger than probably SWV, I think. Maybe that's probably why New Edition, even if, 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 if SWV has outsold New Edition, New Edition is also a boy band. So women, people are more likely to stay for New Edition. There's a lot of aspects that go in there. I don't think SWV's outsold New Edition, but if they have, okay. But I, but there's a lot more um, things on the table that make people stay for New Edition. Like, you know, even uh, Salt and Pepper, the same thing, okay? Salt and Pepper, now that is a battle right there. SWV, I would say that Salt and Pepper doesn't need to outsell them to be the headliner because Salt and Pepper is even bigger now. Now, SWV is big now, but not because of their music. They're big because of reality TV shows, and nobody goes to a concert to see a reality television person unless you got some current hits. You know what I'm saying? A caricature is not the same as a um, 
that you create on reality TV or you cross over into businesses from reality TV is not the same as going to hear you perform and sing. SWV still to me has more staying power than Escape in that way. Okay, Escape doesn't even have no new records out. SWV has had two new records. They've had songs recently on Detroit, like Cosign and MC, stuff like that. So not real big, but still, they've charted recently. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They ain't still saying you're singing, kick off your shoes and relax your feet, you know, and shit like that. I'm just saying, you know, it, it, it's, it's, different. it's just like Maxwell, okay? Real, this is like Maxwell, almost use Maxwell. Maxwell, like, he closed for Mary J. Blige, right? Maxwell probably has not outsold Mary J. Blige, right? Um, Maxwell also closed for somebody else one time. I forget who it was. That I was but listen, you know why? Maxwell is uh, as a – he could – SWV could not close for Maxwell, even if they've outsold him in records. Why? Because there's a few things. Maxwell is – it's like Chardet. It's kind of weird, okay? I can't explain this. It's like a Chardet feel. He is, even if you don't, they haven't outsold you in records, they are more, um, people are more enamored with them as artists, meaning they're, uh, they have a more eclectic crowd that may not buy records but support them in ways that's very different from a typical like R&B group that's crossed over to the pop charts and stuff like that it's different like I remember when we went to go see to Essence Fest one year and Maxwell closed out Essence Fest both times and Nita Baker was on before him and stuff like that and it just may have been just weird maybe Anita Baker wanted to show up before him or something he was real late but also he closed out one night when it was New Edition and Babyface and all these people on. They let Maxwell close out. Why? Because Maxwell is kind of a mystique, kind of king in the industry that people really like to see. It's weird. I can't explain it. And he can be a headliner without having to out with with not out not outselling you. There's a number of reasons why he's a he women like him. He's good looking. Women are gonna come. Women are gonna be like, yeah, okay, he's fine. But not only is he fine, he really makes really great music. So, but it's very eclectic, and he has a crowd that pulls from. It's, it's different, and so it causes. And I really don't understand. I can't even explain that. It's like Chardet. Charday could probably close out shows over BQ stars because more people are interested in seeing Charday. Like, say for instance, like SWV is probably out there a lot compared to Maxwell. Maxwell's been out the last, a lot touring the last five or six years before COVID. But it's strange for him to be, you know what I'm saying? So it, to me, there's a different, it's like I always say, there's a rare wine of artists, and then there's the mass-produced artists. And that's not to diss him, but Maxwell just happens to be in that rare wine where he can, if him and SWV came to the table, even though the SWV might have outsold him, his body of work may be stronger and reach out to several of it. I would not go see a show where SWV is closing for Maxwell. It's just 
right? And it's not because it's just because it's just a different people want it, would prefer to see that because Maxwell, even though he hasn't sold, it seems like he hasn't sold a lot of records like big big artists. He's still really really huge. I can't explain it. It's weird. I mean, in the in the R and B world. You know, he really hasn't ever crossed over to, like, the pop side, really, you know. Not yet. I mean, I know some white people that know Maxwell, but they're older. I mean, like, some of the, I don't know what's me and younger kids they know, but the, a white ones that know. But, you know, he really hasn't had that crop, but he could have. So that's an interesting thing. So there is sometimes where the dynamic of where a person can not outsell you, but can end up being that big headline. So I get it with SWV. Escape really, though, are what Escape thinks is because of reality shows and reality popularity and TV and married to T.I. puts them over somebody. But unless T.I. come down on the stage, <laughs> or Jermaine Dupree is showing up. No, you, that's, you, you, that doesn't transfer over musically, in my opinion. I think in a lot of people's opinion, and especially because SWV is so beloved. They, they really are. People really love SWV. They're more beloved than Escape, in my opinion. So it's just like, you know, people like escape, but for strange reasons. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's not always the hit, you know? So sometimes people are just curious to see you. But um, it's, I feel like SWV has a beloved, like, even, you know, even though they've had big record sales, they kind of have a beloved cult following. Like New Edition does. New Edition has a cult following. You know, and men, it's just different. Men are going to, you know, men can sometimes draw sometimes the female audience quicker than females closing it out, my opinion, right? I mean, it is what it is. It's like Sade can come out right now, and it ain't too many artists that she 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 gonna even though how I many see well, how many records are Sade so we got a few minutes on here. Yeah, we just see. Trying to see, not a lot. Okay. I don't think it is. Um, maybe uh, I got time to to score over seven point five million sales for each of your first five albums over a cent. So she's on. It's really not been a lot. Okay. So maybe about twenty million, maybe or something like that. That's fifty fifty one million album sales, okay, across six releases, okay. So pretty big, pretty big, but it's been over six releases. So I mean, you know, and she doesn't come out a lot. There's a lot to that. So she could headline shows that were big, big artists who may have sold even a hundred million could not hand could not probably. She she could probably not she could probably steal headline because she's such a mystique and such a rarity. Just my personal opinion. I mean, 
it is what it is. I I, I don't understand it, but you know, I, 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 but I you could tell it with Artie. So yeah, facts. Mm-hmm. Just tell me how what it is. The appeals of certain things. It's just uh, it's just true. I mean, I don't think Maxwell sold a whole awful lot of albums, but he just put up in that rare um, beast. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. All right, all right, you guys. So. We have come to the end of the show. Listen, it is Sunday morning. Uh, Jesus is risen. It is a ha- it's Easter. Happy Easter. I hope you have a wonderful Easter Sunday, you guys. And, uh, you know, be careful with them Easter eggs because child eggs is high out here these days. Okay, don't, let them, don't, don't be wasting too many eggs. Don't let the kids waste a lot of eggs. <laughs> All right, you guys. So have a wonderful one. I'm out. We're going to leave out with. I don't even know who we're going to leave out with. You know? Let's leave out with, um, oh, goodness, I don't even know. I thought I have one. Oh, let's leave out with Stevie Wonder, another star. That's one of my favorite songs. It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta. Y'all have a good Easter. See y'all, okay? I'm out. Bye. CD songs, another story. It's the CC show. If you are listening to the sound of my voice, you know what you're doing? You're listening to the archive show. What's up to all the archive listeners out there? Appreciate y'all so much. Remember, you can hit me up on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page. You can also hit me up on uh, C uh, C Chatwood Show on Twitter and Carlotta72 on Twitter. And you can hit me up on uh, Instagram on Carly's underscore Galaxy, okay? So that's all the social media sites, Carly's 
with the S underscore galaxy, all right? Okay, you guys. Thank you guys so much like you do every week for hanging out with me. I appreciate y'all so, so much. Y'all don't know, man. I do appreciate y'all. I hope y'all enjoy this sh- uh, this show whenever y'all listen to it this week. I did it early morning. Uh, it's Easter. I hope y'all have a wonderful holiday weekend. I certainly had one. I had a really good one today. Yeah. So uh, I hope you guys continue. I mean, enjoy your holiday weekend. Have a good one, and I will see you guys sometime soon. I'm, I'm going to do a show sometime. We'll get together, okay? I don't know when, but y'all going to uh, y'all get y'all show, okay? So let's leave out uh, with how many things I think there's something to leave out with. I don't have any Easter. Do I have any? I don't think I have any Easter or something like that. <laughs> All right, so let's leave out with. Uh, I did have Marvin. Just you know, let's leave out with uh, back to the world. Okay, Kevin Campbell. I'm out. See y'all. Bye.